0: Okay, yeah. Looks like we are live. It is uh, Monday. Unusual time for Red Smoke, but and nothing's, nothing's really unusual for us. So yeah, Red Smoke episode 10 in the Star Wars sequels. But Alex, before we start at this uh, unusual time, uh, happy International Women's Day to you, my fellow German uh, sexist brother
1: oh uh, thank you thank you very much how, what, how, you, what a how great are you, holiday how, how
0: are you celebrating how are you honoring this uh you know this very special day of the year
1: um i'm honoring it by not spending time with my wife right now
0: oh well it's uh <laughs> I, I, are you listening my boys <laughs> yes so i was so it was a uh, did, did you like i, I gotta say i wasn't like on twitter that often the last uh the last days i was just like uh dropping by to to, to do a Me little bit th- yeah uh, just to do a little bit um promo for red smoke and th- there's this whole thing going on with like uh harry and and his wife you know prince harry and his wife did you like did you like get it
1: you mean sim Harry and megan Ex- i actually yeah i i saw an image somewhere I don't even know where. Sometimes the, I, I try to avoid this whole thing as much as possible, like yeah. any sort of news or gossip. But sometimes, somehow, it I don't even know happen, how. Right? But sometimes <laughs> it reaches me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw the the uh, not a clip, but an image of the two sitting at like with Oprah or something. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: I think I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah it was with Oprah. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure what uh, yeah, what the context be behind this whole thing is. Like I was, I was, I was seeing some images, some some stills, and uh, I believe if you are aware of body language and, and what certain things mean, <laughs> uh, you you get the idea, right?
1: <laughs> yes, I mean it was pretty obvious in that one image I saw, and to be honest, I wasn't very surprised because I know that what's his name Harry, right? Yeah, right, right. That he is like, um, yeah, not really a man, not anymore, at least. If you ever well, I don't know, or was. Um, Yeah, so I was not really surprised seeing that. Especially not on International Women's Day. Well, I was was wondering because you were, uh, like an
0: hour ago, you were tweeting something, uh, you know, your infamous video about the feminized society. And you said, well, especially today, you know. And I thought you were referring to, like, the Prince Harry thing. And I was like, well, today is, like, uh, International Women's Day. How dare I forgot about that?
1: Yeah. No, I didn't actually tweet it because of that. But uh, the reason why was another one, actually, because Burger King tweeted that uh, women belong oh, to yeah, the kitchen.
2: Yeah,
1: You saw that, right? Yes. And this was obviously uh, actually a very fantastic marketing gig because if you clicked on the tweet and you read the thread underneath, you saw that they were talking about the only if they want to and more women should be in the workplace and all of this kind of crap. But they used the initial tweet quite well to get attention. And it was funny to me because obviously you could tell that some people just didn't even make it past the first tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And they were already typing furiously into their keyboards and were hating on Burger King for that. And I thought, isn't that quite ironic? So I figured, yeah, why not bring back my infamous video about the feminist society?
0: And by the way, you got the first point on the meme wars. Yes. Uh, yeah. You got the, <laughs> the, the ironic thing going on. Uh, the reason why I was bringing it up is, like a few minutes ago, of course, he tweeted it like a day ago, or I believe a few hours ago. But yeah. uh, our good friend, Rolo Tomasi, has tweeted, mm-hmm. and I'm going to quote, uh, good God, I can't take any more of this Megan apologetics. She's the living embodiment of everything that's wrong with women today. What do you say, what is going on through your head when you, when you listen to something like this, when you read something like this?
1: I think that he's actually completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that, because Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's women who are completely like wrong there or what's wrong with them rather, but it's the man in this case, Harry, because if he would be a real man and had his like woman under control to some Mm -hmm. degree, at least then this wouldn't have happened at all and it's funny to me because if i remember correctly he actually said similar things in the past as well that it's that we need to fix the man Mm -hmm. but it's been a while obviously he went pretty heavy into hating the hating half of the population part Mm -hmm. so i'm not exactly surprised he said that but also yeah i think that's completely wrong i think it's the man's fault in this case, especially "quote unquote" man like Harry there, and obviously if you don't, yeah, if you don't keep the feminine in check at least to some degree, she will, yeah, use ferocious force to ruin you, and that's just her nature, and that's your mistake if you don't keep it in check.
0: It's just, it just just sounds to me like a very uh, convenient tweet, like a very uh, feel-good tweet. If you get what I mean, it's like, it's it's like another reason to wake up in the morning and say, well, no wonder I am feeling bad today,
1: you know, because yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, this is what I have said a lot about our great friend Rolo Mm -hmm. and especially or really just like the whole Manosphere and Red Pill world looks like these days, especially I mean, in the beginning, it was great and I truly enjoyed it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But these days. And the reason it sells so well is because not only does it give you a reason why your life is so, or why it doesn't work out the way, it's also, it takes all responsibility away from you. You
0: can't
1: just blame all women, right? And then you are not at fault. That's just how life is pretty much. And then, yeah, you have your reasoning. You can't do nothing about it other than like write cool tweets on Twitter. And then you're good yeah and yeah because all women are like that right and (laughs) it's just your turn bro and these kind of utterly stupid (laughs) terms in my opinion or Mm. sentences whatever you want to call it um they sell so well because yeah because people just think oh that's the reason and i don't even have to do anything about it that's great and yeah that's that's why this works i guess
0: yeah, I didn't want to start like a rage before the, the actual rage we have planned, you know, but yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, exactly tweets like this are the reason we, we have started this whole Rat Smoke thing. And I yes. am being constantly reminded when I read those tweets that uh, yeah, w- what's the difference between the, the Manosphere Twitter um, community, if you will, and you know, actually doing something. And the, the, there is a, there is a huge, there's a huge difference. Also with the, uh, uh, we, we talked about this last week of, of air about the, the guy who, uh, you know, our first hater, if you will. <laughs> and he, oh yeah. And, and, and he, yeah. And he says like, uh, and, and because you were posting the comment on, on Twitter, I believe. And some people were actually arguing against the fact that the red, uh, the red pill should only be a stage in your life. Like a, like a day yes. where, you, where you, you know, realize the truth, and then you just go on and actually start your life instead of you know. It's, it's it, I thought about it a little bit, and it's I believe the equivalent of staying in school your whole life. I mean, uh, I'm not oh, pro. Yeah. I'm not pro school. Like especially when we talk about the education nowadays. But you know, it's okay to like learn things. It's okay to like learn a language to learn how to write and to calculate and everything. But imagine like being, uh, still being in school at like 50 or 60 or 70, you know, it's obviously just a stage and isn't that the same case for, for the red pill. Right?
1: Yes. It's actually a great analogy. and mm. you use them because that is right. True. Yeah. These guys, they just, yeah. I don't even know what they learn at some point about the red pill. Because it's just the same, isn't it? Yeah. But how can you even like talk for eight years about the same thing? I'm I'm just confused about that. At some point, you just gotta go beyond and ahead, and especially especially with the Red Pill. And I mean, Rollo even said it himself that there is this so-called abyss, right? When you realize the real nature of women and how they work, and what you should do to get what you want from them. This makes, yeah, it makes you angry and it has happened to me, obviously, Mm -hmm. to most men this happened, I think, who took the red pill. And however, it was like a stage for me for maybe a few days. And then I thought, all right, there's no point in hating half of the population on this planet. It doesn't help me any case or this gets me nowhere. It also doesn't help me to write cool tweets shitting on like Megan or something on Twitter, mm-hmm. except for maybe engagement, but it doesn't really <laughs> help my life. So I figured, yeah, why not find a way to use that knowledge? And this is really the key. Yeah. When you finally, you have the knowledge, this, this is how you get it in school, right? And you get it from the red pill, but then you need mm-hmm. to apply it in real life at some point. This is when you go out and actually use it like in a job or for example, with your own life. Mm-hmm. And then you make use of it with women or your woman or whatever and try to fix that relationship usually by fixing yourself but you get my point right so you gotta make something out of it instead of just regurgitating the same thing all your life it's just i don't know weird to me yeah the thing is you know if you are constantly
0: being confronted with this whole thing if you're constantly like put the put the whole rollo content in uh, it basically makes you uh, uh, makes understanding women your life's purpose, and I, I, I don't think it should be your life's purpose. Uh, except you are like a dating coach, and you want to be the best dating coach in the world, then that's probably uh, kind of like your purpose, you know. But I think there's more to life than that, and it's it's actually sad if your whole uh, day revolves around that. Like you wake up in the morning you listen to a podcast uh, three hours of rollo where he's like talking about female nature uh, while you could do a lot of other things in those three hours you know
1: yes you're very right i've actually said this before as well like in similar terms that yes if you think about it like even for example the poa guys you know the pick up artists mm. they talk all like all the Red Pill and Manosphere guys, they all talk so much shit about women, but in the end, they do exactly what women want, right? Right. They do exactly that to get what they want. Obviously, they get what they want as well, the guys, Mm. sex, yes. But they still do all these things. They push all the buttons that women want. So they're still operating in their frame, aren't they? Right. If you want to use that term. This is something that struck me all the time, and I was very confused that nobody even talks about that. But maybe... Yeah, because it would sort of ruin the whole shtick. But anyway, and yes, I thought once I actually got myself together and got this relationship working, I like immediately looked outward into something else I could do with my life. Mm -hmm. After that was fixed, you know, after that was all done and I got what I wanted and she was happy, I was happy, all was good. I was like, why would I still spend like all my day or time talking about it or thinking about it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: so the only reason i see to still talk about it for years is a either you still haven't got it done so and you're just lopping online or you just use it to make money mm-hmm. and like selling it to people otherwise if you get it done at some point why would you still talk about it all the time and this is right. like really weird to be. but yeah just if you think about as you said waking up in the morning and listening to three hours of these self-help groups and um talk about yeah female nature this just really takes away from your masculine nature doesn't it in what you can do should be doing and will be doing in your future
0: absolutely uh, just talking like also uh energy wise like oh, instead yes. of like like uh like being productive first three hours of the day uh, i think it changes a lot instead of like passively listening to something and i and i am aware that this might be very uh <laughs> this might be very wrong from from someone who is like right now hosting a podcast you know for actually for people who listen uh, to to listen to uh so yeah but yeah, it was pretty really ironic again but i I, used I, I i wanted to say it but but the problem is you already said it so that's <laughs> uh, oh that would be so perfect that's 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 why right now we are gonna unravel the myths occurring around the the female menstruation for for um you know international women's actually there was a tweet uh, on on twitter i saw that uh, it's it must be like broadcasting right now somewhere on some american channel there was someone tweeting we're gonna do a two-hour special and we are going to unravel the myths Around the female menstruation, and I was like, "What? What myth is there?" Yes, exactly. This is like the this is like the number one most natural thing, like since the evolution. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? What? This has like, always there? existed. Yeah. So no, so,
0: yeah, so so confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh um, it might actually be quite interesting to listen to that, just to see what they actually the myth is there, because I can't think of one.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: on the other hand, no, thank you.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I saved the tweet. I might listen to it later. All right. It depends on how much I hate myself after the stream. All right. Yes. Uh, I was, I was, I was thinking about a, a different title for this stream. I mean, I went pretty vanilla right here with Red Smoke, episode ten, the Star Wars sequels, and uh, it's it's quite funny because. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I like the. I like the quotes.
0: That's the thing. I do this every time with with every movie, that the movie automatically is in quotes. Like, for example, like Scarface or like Batman. So it's always like in quotes. But I like the fact that Star Wars is in quotes because they're like, okay, they're like quote-unquote Star Wars sequel. So it's like a double, Um, yeah. I I don't know. I was was thinking about a more appropriate title and and originally I wanted to go with Disney Star Wars and Autopsy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, maybe that's a little oh, bit too much. Oh, not mu- bad. I was like, maybe it's a little bit too much. And I was like, it's. I mean, it's International Women's Day, so so let's let's, let's be civilized, you know. If if I were to have if I were that said uncivilized, it would be a meme, I believe.
1: Think I think so. yes. I,
0: I missed that one. I missed. That I one. think that would
1: have been a meme. yeah. yeah.
0: What a tragedy!
1: Missed I mean. opportunity, right there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Alex, let's be fair before we talk about the sequels uh, before you rage about the sequels uh, what do we like about them
1: um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> well um <laughs> what i'm thinking
0: i mean i mean the sound the sound mixing is very good, i gotta say,
1: well yes, yeah, I was can... gonna say we yeah. we were talking off the air about this topic before and yes. uh there was one one scene really yeah i just forgot about it i i actually liked or like from a um cinema to factory yeah standpoint yeah. not from the story stamp uh, standpoint obviously because yeah. that's bullshit. but from yeah from like movie making standpoint mm-hmm. in was it in episode eight I yeah, I b- so, yeah, I
0: believe you're referencing to uh, Admiral purple purple hair lesbian lady <laughs> uh like <laughs> admiral lesbian, Yeah, admiral nice. admiral lesbian <laughs> yes exactly
1: happy women's <laughs> day everybody <laughs> Someone says she looks like a lesbian bookstore owner. I actually oh, like that. Ooh, that's excellent. That's excellent.
0: Yes. I, I was like, yeah, lesbian and purple hair and uh, and bookstore owner that's like that's just perfect yeah
1: that's perfect anyway she she launched herself and her ship into like with hyperspace into right, the enemies right and i mean obviously from many standpoints this is a very stupid idea but the movie making thing was very cool because the whole sound was like off for a few seconds mm-hmm. after she did that and when i was in the cinema watching that i was actually confused i thought wait wait did this thing just die or something, something wrong? Because I don't think this has happened before in cinema, that there was no sound at all for a few seconds, mm-hmm. like nothing, no music, no effects, no voice, nothing. Mm-hmm. I think this was a new thing. Maybe I'm wrong, someone correct me on that if this has happened before, like intentionally. But I actually like this, thinking about it afterwards. This a, it's a cool, neat little like idea. Mm-hmm. But I gotta admit, this was pretty much the only thing I actually liked, like in all of these movies. I like that these three.
0: I like that you said. When I first saw this in the cinema, I was confused. And that's basically my whole experience with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the first five minutes. Like, <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> which, uh, which reminds yes. me, for, before before we even like dig in into the movies, uh, it was something I needed to to think about in in the last few few days actually before the stream and in preparation for the stream you know how genius it was of the marketing department of, of the whole Disney thing to do this thing in December and they did it every year you know like every, yes. every second year obviously because they were yes. coming out like every two years cinema in December bringing those movies uh, out around Christmas uh, just utter genius you know b- both things like Reminding you so heavily of your childhood—it's perfect marketing, you know. Like uh, just just being in a cinema where everything is decorated with those lights and and the Christmas trees—you're uh, automatically triggered, like your your childhood <laughs> remembrances. And then and then you even have like Star Wars, which probably every child more or less, you know, is like uh, connects with his childhood. Genius yes. move, nostalgia. Excellent work. <laughs>
1: yeah, Can't it's deny. not just that. And uh, you're, yeah. you're very correct in that it's also that oh, in winter, you're actually more likely to go to the cinema, I think, yeah, exactly. as yep. opposed to in, in summer. Mm. And with all the merchandise, you know, selling right before Christmas mm. for these movies, isn't that like another huge income source? So that was truly mm. fantastically yeah. set up, yeah
0: i or think or even at some point disney
1: said they yeah <laughs> i think they said they make actually more with merchandise than with the movies
0: i believe i mean their movies are shit obviously so yeah the merch has to do Gra- grandma needs the the star wars t-shirt you know oh yes yeah. oh but, but by god the the trailer was genius we we talked about this last week off air uh the the yeah, very the very first teaser for episode seven Oh, uh, they 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 did everything right. I mean, up up to up to the actual movie, they did everything perfectly right. From a oh, yes. from a marketing standpoint, from a sales standpoint, if you want, excellent work there.
1: I yes, bu- they... I bought
0: into that as well. Did you, Alex?
1: Absolutely. It was. Mm. I was so hyped because obviously I grew up with Star Wars mm. and I watched the prequels, like all six of them, mm-hmm. and yeah i truly truly enjoyed it back in the days and then 10 years later i saw this trailer which was really just a night well-made teaser that didn't show too much but it showed you uh, it actually funnily enough looked like a more mature star wars in my opinion in these trailers i haven't thought
0: about that from that standpoint now that you said it yeah i, I believe the genius about this trailer was that it could actually mean anything
1: yes you know for as yeah, for exactly. you as
0: for you it was a very mature uh star wars movie as for me i don't know it was like an action-packed maybe um more intelligent movie i don't know everyone had like their yeah. idea was, yeah geez. i
1: guess so yeah i mean that didn't show very much i think it was very short so obviously mm-hmm. uh, you could like imagine a whole lot of things into it true but yeah i was very very hyped after this teaser trailer and i think everyone was i think wasn't it like after a few days, it had like a hundred million views or something on YouTube. That yeah. it, was,
0: it was like one of the most viewed things. Yes. Ever. And, and the, the, the the nice thing about it was, I still remember it. It, it wasn't like announced or something.
1: I was just opening yes. up
0: YouTube and suddenly it was there. And I was like, "Why is there like a trail? Is it like fake or something?" <laughs> I was like so what? happy about it.
1: It was really well done. Gotta
0: mm-hmm. admit that. Have Unlike you, the movies, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> have you? So 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 I take it for granted that you have like actually, um, yeah, fantasized what the story could look like after after everything uh, that happened in episode six, where most of us probably thought, okay, that's the end of the whole saga.
1: Yeah, that was actually the weird thing for me, and um, I think yeah, we also talked about this off air as well, mm-hmm. because um, yes, if, if you think about it, after episode six, it's actually kind of over right the story it's pretty much they've done it they won and it's all good and then i mean i knew that there are apparently scripts for seven eight and nine before they came out Mm -hmm. so i knew at some point someone somehow is gonna make these movies right but to answer your question i never actually fantasized on how this could work out or not i didn't i just wanted to see what happens and not be like, yeah, influenced by myself, pretty much, yeah.
0: It's yeah, same for me, but but I started, uh, funny enough, to to fantasize right after that trailer dropped, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm starting to think about uh, to think about something I, I didn't even bother, and you know, I, I wasn't I was never like uh, okay. What's gonna happen after episode six? But after I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, now I don't want, now I want to know. And now I was, uh, that was the exact moment where I was starting to like spin stories in my mind. And uh, well, how wrong was I? <laughs> that's,
1: that's I was gonna like, say none of them happened, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, yeah, it's 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 the whole uh, it's this, it's this notion that came to life. I believe it was after episode eight when everyone everyone was talking about subverted expectations. Oh yes. Which, uh, Correlated very much with the Game of Thrones thing, because the the, the last season was also pretty much a mess for, uh, funnily enough, the same reasons.
1: Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I remember this phrase, because uh, ratings were quite bad, weren't they? They and were, yeah. Yes, people, oh, I don't even know who said it, but somehow someone, I guess, from Disney or something said, or even some reviews said that it subverts expectations, and that's why people don't understand it. And <laughs> you see, <laughs> subverting expectations is really just a fancy word for it's unpredictable, right? And unpredictable really just means it doesn't fit into the universe that it that was created before. Well, I, I that's think really I, what I, it means.
0: I think I think it can. You know, I think you can probably uh, pro- properly, sorry, properly uh, surprise your audience while oh, yes. still maintaining uh, logic. But that, yes. was, that was just like straight up, uh, well, it's a prank, you know, like a gotcha.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm. The, I have, and I think this is because it's not just like one or two things that surprised you. The whole movie surprised you because right. it didn't right. fit into like the, the Star Wars universe at all or the whole movies rather. Like every five minutes something happened that just made no sense and you were like, what the hell is going on now? Oh, Wh- yeah. Why... <laughs> So th- especially in episode eight, this was pretty much throughout the movie, my, my whole reaction, like, why is this happening
0: now? <laughs> like, like what's going on here? also I also remember that i that i that I did a little prank on you, I believe it was in the first episode of Rat Smoke, where I was asking you, describe the plot of Matrix Two to me in one sentence oh yeah, and, and and you couldn't and it's, it's and it's like the same thing with episode eight. Mm. I don't know anybody who can like properly tell me like in one sentence what happens in this movie I, I i gotta admit like for for the force awakens for episode seven it's it's pretty obvious you know? i have like a girl on desert planets like uh, falls into an adventure with with the football droids and whatever you know? something like that but what the yeah. f- what the fuck actually happened in episode eight you know, i just just can't put my finger on it
1: <laughs> yeah i it? mean yeah. it was um, i guess some guy made a map but he didn't want people to use it Mm. um (laughs) uh, that's the first thing then we had some a weird side plot with a casino nobody understood yeah and yeah things like that i don't even remember most of it to be honest (laughs) but okay let's
0: uh to be fair let's go in chronologically let's let's start our our rage with uh with the force awakens which came out in 2015 directed by our big beloved JJ Abrams. Um oh, yeah. I, I remember we, we already did fun about this. Uh the the movie doesn't even start. We we have we have the Star Wars title crawl and then we have the opening crawl. And like right there at the first sentence, uh like the the, the first words that you that you actually read about this new trilogy. There's like this huge problem going on. There's a huge problem going. On. I mean the first, uh, I have the opening crawl right here in front of me, and I'm gonna read it out. Uh, for first, first sentence is basically Luke Skywalker has vanished, uh, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I I gotta admit, when I was in the cinema the first time, I was probably uh, you know euphoric or you know hyped for the movie, so I wasn't like, okay, how does this logically. Make sense like narratively, yeah, but, but now you know being being a grown up now because I wasn't back then, <laughs> you know, looking back at it, the movie kicks off and and the title uh, the yeah the opening crawl tells me, Luke Skywalker has vanished, uh, I was like okay, and like not vanished in 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 the case of okay he he was like being abducted or something, no, he just like <laughs> he became like a hermit on some on some island like a like a fucking hobo. Like okay, yes. how how does that make sense? Like like the like the the problem is right there because many people say that or many people claim that Star Wars died with Episode Eight, but actually the the what the the, the problem already lies uh, in Episode Seven, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Mm.
0: But but I gotta admit, um... uh, I was I was fooled at the beginning. I was because I was in a... I don't know about you, I was in a cinema uh, Episode Seven. and I was even there like I believe uh, twice i saw it twice in the cinema actually Uh, once in 3d and once in uh, 2d and i wasn't like i was like saying okay that's a bad movie somewhere in my gut i was realizing something's wrong with this movie but i couldn't put my finger on it until a few months later uh what about you
1: no it's the same and i remember someone said i think he even has a youtube channel he said that episode 8 was a bad movie, but episode 7 was a bad movie that could have been good if they tweaked a few things.
0: I would agree and, with that, yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. I think so too. It's, it's it's generally not a bad movie in and of itself, if some things would have been changed. But this is, I think, also why watching it the first time, you don't get immediately what's wrong. You just think something is it's not right, yeah. but you yeah. can't put your finger on what it is. Yeah, mm. I think that's the reason, because like, it has the potential, but then they screwed it up completely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the title crawl, sorry, I keep messing it up. The opening crawl continues with, the Sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire. And then, uh, skip a little bit forward, uh, General Leia leads a brave resistance. And I was like, the resistance of what? <laughs> like the whole point of episode five uh, episode four to six was to destroy the empire which they achieved at the end of episode six and then episode seven kicks off and they're like they're like the resistance again <laughs> what's going on there yes
1: yeah, oh yeah no i remember this was the weird part when i was watching episode seven yeah and i saw this that there's now this first order thing i was like because i went into the cinema actually there is a story i made up in my mind Now that I mentioned it. Because I thought, all right, we're going to see how the Republic rebuilds itself and some sort of smaller Imperial resistance will establish itself. So this comes back again. Yes. Basically the story we didn't get to see on how the Empire came to power again. Or like the First Order. Yes. Because when I was in the movie and I saw this, that there is this First Order that has risen from the ashes. I was like, yeah, but how? That would be mm-hmm. ha- that would have been interesting to see how this happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like no world building, and we we the, the, the funny thing is we never in, in neither episode seven nor eight nor nine do we get like any explanation on that. And I believe they they were trying to retcon it somehow into the Mandalorian, but uh, it's 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 not exactly good if you take like another piece of media to explain yeah. something for another piece. Or they they're also like okay read the read the comics read the novels and like no explain it to me in the it movies is, yes like, exactly um, yeah it's like a really lazy way and yeah episode 7 still hasn't started yet and the opening crawl says uh general leia is desperate to find her brother luke to help uh restore peace and justice to the galaxy and it's like completely messing up the 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 whole like everything that happened in episode 4 5 and 6 it's like it's like those movies have never existed it's like yeah i was was gonna
1: say that yeah yeah exactly like these never happened or we missed another whole trilogy of movies that happened in between exactly i mean because
0: yeah yeah you cannot you cannot do a time jump of like 30 years i i suspect it was like 30 years exactly
1: could even be more in star wars time right yes but just yeah, yeah there's so much time missed there yeah
0: I mean, I'm okay with like a time jump, but it has to make sense. Like, also from a narrative standpoint, like there was like no explanation at all how the world came to be. I uh, I remember that the actually yeah it, it loaded here. So 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 I got a Wikipedia page and and it says thirty years after the the events of Episode Six, the First Order has risen from the fallen
1: Galactic Empire. Okay, that's just no way. Yeah, that happened in 30 years. Yeah. That's just bullshit.
0: I mean I mean I mean the <laughs> thing is, uh I don't wanna uh go go too much forward now, but and you haven't seen episode nine yet and uh, for the for the first time I'm I'm not gonna give out a spoiler warning as a testament to my eternal hate towards JJ Abrams I'm not yeah. to give out so I don't care. Anybody has a problem with that, come over to Germany and we can we can civilise talk about it. Oh yeah, um, sure. But yeah, it just doesn't make sense at all, like the yeah, like the whole thing.
1: And no, not at all. It's just, um yeah. I mean, I just don't understand why. Well, I do understand. They just went with the, with the whole sort of recipe that has worked before. You know, uh, like the bad guys being this the the imperial guys exactly. and a resistance. Uh, of the good guys trying to fix it Mm. or like to win so it's pretty much exactly the same movies all over again just worse like way worse yes yes. and because i guess because uh george abrams just didn't have (laughs) walls to do like a whole thing or maybe disney said he can't do his own thing i don't know we don't know who actually made the script or these scripts but Mm. you you couldn't yeah you you can just tell that they yeah they they were afraid to really go somewhere else there so they tried to do the whole thing we already had just with an agenda of like feminism yeah. and some wokism and some yeah yeah i don't even know
0: <laughs> I, I, I guess weird to me I mean I gotta say the whole agenda thing wasn't that obvious. I mean, retrospectively it was. Oh yeah. But yeah. on my on my first view I was like, yeah, okay. It's okay movie, but uh and, and I gotta say, as much as I hate JJ J. Abrams, I gotta give this man props for for telling the exact same story without <laughs> me realizing it for like yes. months. This guy, I, I I always shit on him, but he's like actually fucking intelligent.
1: He's for- sneaky, man
0: yeah i mean the, i mean the fucking movie kicks off on like a desert planet again you know where where someone receives a map to to for for someone you know like where where have i heard that before Yeah, <laughs> it's uh my like, god it is a yeah, very very sneaky guy
1: yeah and with this one kid or like not a kid but this one person living there who is like poor but yeah. has the force and is very strong in it you know and will change the galaxy some some boy i had heard this before also
0: also very nice for you that you said person and not like a woman because like yeah. you know don't assume, don't assume her gender or anything
1: yeah, yeah i wouldn't <laughs> i mean <laughs>
0: uh yeah the movie kicks off on a desert planet uh, which is not tatooine it's just called jakku and yeah we have this resistance pilot who's called uh, po and he receives this map luke's place from from someone which would be pretty interesting to know who this old man was in the beginning i don't know if you remember him it's 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 the the guy who recently passed max von seido's character pretty awesome uh, actor um yeah there's actually like the first thing i was like okay where's like my background story on that
1: yeah, I mean, that's like the whole problem of episode seven, right? Where's the whole background story? I mean,
0: I'm okay with, uh, you know, a little mystery. I mean, J.J. Sure. J. J. Abrams uh, basically has made made a meme of, of his, I would say, writing style, if you can call it. Um, you know, that, that he's, uh, he has this infamous mystery box to just yeah. unravel in the end that there is, there isn't actually anything in that mystery box. Which is pretty lazy storytelling if you ask me. I mean I mean you you even have this one scene in episode seven where Ray uh finds a lightsaber and Han Solo is like, Okay, where did you find this? And this orange orange lesbian uh creature says, Well, a good story for another time.
1: Yes. Oh god. I'm like
0: I'm like, fuck you. Yes, I, because I was—I was really interested how that how that got here, you know. I'm like, okay, mystery is nice, but I want to know the story behind that. I want to know the explanation they made up for that.
1: <laughs> but that was just just really really lazy storytelling. That yeah. was all that was. And I saw that in the movie and was like, oh, that's going to be interesting. How how did this happen? Like, and then it's like, yeah, story for another time. And I was like, oh, come on just
0: yeah,
1: yeah make up something you know
0: yeah, yeah, that's, yeah a, that's a thing i mean i'm like i said i'm okay if you provide some answers later on but not like that yeah sure that's that's yeah. like really uh you know i mean obviously episode eight failed to uh, yeah like we said episode seven is like kind of redeemable if you yeah it could be you know at the right spots but like episode eight is completely irredeemable you would like have to start off from the scratch it's like uh,
1: yeah throw it all out and start off completely with a new script and then maybe you can make it happen Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: yeah yeah so the movie kicks off with poe dameron he's he's chilling on not tatooine and he receives a map to not obi-wan and and then suddenly stormtroopers are um, arriving at this thing by by a man in a black cloak with a mask.
1: Hmm. Yes. Weird. Yeah, We've it's... seen it. He's also has some sort of weird voice, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's... <laughs> I actually like, I, I mean, I'm going to skip ahead now, but I like, sure. not like, I'm being ironic here. Um, I like the explanation for why he is that kind of guy in the end, because he just wanted to mimic him. Right. And he liked Vader. And when yeah. I when I first I heard of that that he just is like a big fan of Vader and that's why he does all these things <laughs> yeah. even though he doesn't even need this voice machine whatever and the mask I was like come on that was so lazy again this was really the explanation for why this guy looks like Vader I mean I mean obviously it sells well that they have another Vader you know because yeah, that yeah. is just very iconic but this is the explanation that this this weird guy actually it was funny when he removed his mask in the cinema actually half the cinema was laughing yeah same same, i I mean i mean i I mean i get why but i also kind of don't get why (laughs) it's like so strange i was like i was laughing, but actually but i thought i don't know exactly why i'm laughing right now but i actually do because it just doesn't fit the persona he was playing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know this this young guy with long hair looking like like a geek and
0: yeah, I think Amo Boy
1: is actually pretty good. Oh at yes. Description yes. I was going to a sick Amo Boy. Yeah, and Yeah. He he looks like a guy who's just going to put in his his iPod earphones playing some post-hardcore music. Oh, yeah. And I was like, how how is this guy so powerful in the force and he has a strong leader and this just it didn't fit at all. I would have expected a more mature man under this mask. So
0: yeah, the fantastic masculinity of uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I think that's a topic on its own. Uh, you, 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 said oh, so- yeah. you, you said something uh, which made me realize something else, because he was saying that uh, Kylo Ren's whole motivation is basically, uh, you know, mimicking Vader, which is yes. which is sweet meta commentary for what J.J. Abrams did. He was <laughs> oh, like yes. he was like sweetly right. trying to mimic episode four and i would say he failed i mean of course i mean obviously i bought into that but uh, now that the movie had time to age he failed i guess. say
1: and also yeah 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 yeah, quite a funny meta meme in the movie in an office (laughs) yeah in there that he did that because he was virtually trying to redo the old movies Mm -hmm. and then just put it like literally in the character now that i think about (laughs) it that's quite ironic he did that Or, yeah. or genius or no. genius i don't
0: know yeah the thing is uh, you are aware that jj J. abrams came back to episode nine after i don't know what happened but the director who was originally brought to lucasfilm to do the ninth movie i don't know was like fired or dropped out who the hell cares so jj J. abrams came came back right and he was like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> r- restore everything. Restore like, uh, like help I was us." Like, say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they so so got
1: him to restore it all. <laughs> That's a great idea. So the, and and the best
0: thing is, you know, you you actually have the line in the trailer where in episode seven, uh, I believe everyone knows it. In episode seven, where it's like Kyle Ren is like, uh, "I'm gonna finish what you started," and he says oh, it to Vader's master. So th- so this is so this is like his whole motivation, right? The thing is, in episode 9, the movie kicks off and Kylo Ren learns that everything he has ever heard was actually Palpatine's voice. But that doesn't change anything at all. I mean, imagine like your whole motivation is, okay, I'm, I'm going to mimic like my childhood hero. And I'm going to find out, okay, uh, I was actually being played by, by Palpatine and... Then it's just like, oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing happens, you know. Uh, I- I'm aware that you yeah, haven't he's like, seen Yeah,
1: well, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm aware you haven't seen like episode nine, but uh that would be kind of an opportunity for like some some character development, but uh yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah, but you cannot expect it from JJ when he like keeps copying the old movies. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so
0: yeah yeah I'll so so the movie continues with uh, with Kylo Ren appearing on screen with with very cool like uh like cool light show and he has like some fog coming out of the air and he captures Poe and 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 this is so funny I I like it that he's uh, you know they have like this little exchange which is which is uh, we already talked about this like the humor in Episode Seven is a little bit better than in Episode Eight yeah. Yeah, you have this little exchange. I think it's one of the first pieces of dialogue in this whole movie where Poe is like nonchalantly saying, oh, so you talk first or I talk first. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah okay, that's it was, it was okay. It was okay humor. But the thing that uh, really bugged me was I like that Kylo Ren is taking Poe onto the ship to fly up into space and to torture him in space to find out that the droid is still on the desert planet, you know, just to go back. Yeah. Like, that was so funny. Like, like, like can't you, like, uh, torture him right right there? <laughs> that's, that's like, so, uh, if, if you think about it, uh, it, it, it kicks, you know?
1: Yes, that made a whole lot of no sense. But, yeah, I mean, I don't even know... Wh- for for me, Kylo Ren is still a weird character. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. and it and it just never made sense at all in any way what he did because. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead again, but at some point he was like, he's a very emotional guy, right? Yeah, because he has these these breakouts where he just smashes things with his lightsaber and all mm-hmm. of that, and to me this makes no sense at all. I I think they are trying to make. The point here that if you like are angry or like anger itself is an emotion that is like bad and you cannot control it that takes you to the dark side or something like that. Yeah. Because I would argue that if you want to be someone as good as a waiter or even Palpatine or anyone worse in the dark side, you need a lot of control
2: mm-hmm.
1: of yourself, your emotions and how you use that. And then I, maybe it was just another comic relief when he was going. Like having his tantrum and smashing things. Yeah, people in the cinema know, were,
0: were laughing again. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they'll, you, they you, you again. You shouldn't. Was... You shouldn't actually laugh at the villain of a movie. That's not really exactly. good for the story. You know. I mean.
1: That it, is exactly my point. Yeah.
0: I mean, just just, just uh, as a contrast to to Vader, when when I when I think about him and how he like very calmly chokes people a movie yes i say it's really intimidating like genuinely despite uh, you know fancying sci-fi or the whole genre like the whole appearance of him like the whole design and, and the way he calmly moves he's very unemotional he's a very stoic character unlike uh anakin's character ironically in the prequels so I did a little character yeah. development there but yeah he's so he's so calmly threatening makes him makes him very makes a very good villain
1: i actually think wasn't it in in one of the in one of the later movies was in five or six i don't remember where Vader chokes one of these generals and he he cracks a some sort of amused mastery joke yes, like the, i don't yeah. know exactly what the words were anymore but this is just a different i remember it was very like all right, this guy's just so powerful and now he's he's even making fun of you while he's joking you and this is how he he came about and then you have karen who's just yeah going crazy and that's uh, supposedly funny or something yeah know. so yeah it's a very different type of humor there.
0: Yeah, you also have like a very good um very good line in the rogue one i don't know if you have ever seen those movies uh that movie that particular movie i was like i one, did yes this is one line in a movie which is really good where where Vader says uh, don't choke on your aspirations i'm like oh, oh yeah see what you did there you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. that
1: was good yeah. you, could, you could almost see the smile under his mask
0: oh yeah it like, uh, <laughs> it's
1: like i got it yeah that's that smirk that yes yeah, it was great
0: unironically the best part of the movie but uh, i don't i don't think we like have time for Rogue one at all Nah, it's like yeah we're still i believe in the first five minutes of the movie
1: um yeah i was gonna say we're struggling to get even across with movie number (laughs) seven yeah yeah, Yeah, so so, so
0: yeah so poe is captured he's being brought up and like kylo performs some sort of new uh technique like some uh force uh like he's i believe it's supposed to crush your skull or it's supposed to make you feel like it uh to to find out where the map is surprisingly the map is still on the desert who would know and yeah that's when we cut to the protagonist of the whole trilogy which would be in my opinion the wrong word but yeah it's it is what it is we encounter a scavenger named ray what was like your first impression when you when you saw her in the cinema?
1: Boring. Mm. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> no, say. No, seriously. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really just like I, I was almost expecting it to be a woman. Now personally I don't have an issue with like a strong female character. And we talked about this especially in the Constantine episode. Yes. What what we think is a great, fantastic strong female protagonist or character in a movie. Yeah. And raise none of that. Uh, like not at all and it was just not only was i completely aware that it would be a woman because they have this agenda or agenda they have to push also i was just thinking well she really just has nothing that's interesting about her mm-hmm. like nothing mm. um i can't can't even remember her whole backstory but that's the thing i think um
0: you know when the movie kicks off the first five minutes i'm like developing a sense of sympathy because the first five minutes when we see her which is actually good storytelling I would argue uh, there's like no dialogue we just see like a day in her life she's like uh, hunting she's like scavenging some some junk she's like trading it for, for, for food we just see her doing some scratches on the wall which indicates that she's like counting the days of something you know which is good storytelling up until that point i'm okay with that um but there's that, that's actually the same problem like with everything else we don't get any answers to that we don't get any character development she she doesn't even have any character i would say
1: it's exactly very... i mean it gets even even worse but i think i'm skipping ahead again when it's actually revealed why she has to pause later <laughs> yeah was it was it in movie was in eight no it, was so, in, right?
0: no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Nine. Where in in episode eight, it was, well, you you just you just like have them. <laughs> oh, episode, yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that was yeah. It, yeah. yeah in episode nine, it was like uh, your grand, uh, <laughs> the granddaughter of Palpatine, which means which means Palpatine had had intercourse, probably if you have like the, right after he right after Naboo, uh, got freed, on the end of episode one. I mean, it makes yeah, sense. I mean, it makes sense. You get late after a huge victory.
1: Yeah, of course. I just can't picture. I, mean, I just can't picture this guy getting late. Like... Nah, not at all. I mean, yeah, it's yeah.
0: Here yeah, we have this. <laughs> yeah, we have this insane character of Rey who is like capable of uh, literally anything. Uh, there, there isn't a, there isn't uh, any self reflecting narrative to that when she's uh, hopping conveniently into the into the millennium fucking falcon of course and she and she even says oh i've never i've never flown a ship in my whole life and then like suddenly she's like doing the probably the craziest uh the craziest stunts uh, someone has ever done and it's like never explained it just it, it just, just doesn't make sense you know i, I mean i'm no, okay I'm... if she's like talented at something she's like oh by the way i'm good at running I'm like okay i have a talent with that but I, I mean come on i like 500 different buttons on there <laughs> what's that to do with talent
1: this might actually be the only time when i agree with what rollo once said about this whole thing
0: all uh, right well, that would be
1: because he said this is just another display of especially in movies these days mm. that women just are good at everything they do and they are just they don't need some sort of build up like do when they actually mm-hmm. learn it they are perfect as they are and they can everything they can do everything mm-hmm. this is how they are usually displayed in movies that have this sort of agenda yeah and i was reminded of this when i saw ray and i saw the scene with especially with the millennium fuck i was like yeah there's just no way you can just <laughs> just fly this thing without knowing anything that's just no yeah. just no yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was reminded of that because I think that fits very well the description, and th- that's just not how real life works, obviously. But this is pushed very heavily in many movies, actually.
0: Oh yeah. So, but before we like again, yeah, a little bit beforehand, before we get to Ray, I forgot. I believe the movie introduces us to another man, which is Finn, of course. The stormtrooper who is deserting from the first order which again could be an absolutely interesting character because we never we (laughs) we never actually got a face behind one of those masks you know it was like those mindless drones like clones or whatever they they are supposed to be those stormtroopers and and then we for the first time we get like someone who is you know i remember there's this scene right in the beginning where his bloody hand is covering the helmet you know Yes, and so so he marks him, and yeah, he 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 could be he could be something.
1: (laughs) Again, this movie is not irredeemable. Yeah, Yeah. no, yes, exactly. If they would have spent more time on actually not just developing characters, just thinking about them and what they could be, Mm -hmm. then we could have gotten a great movie. And especially if these characters had something they need to overcome right i mean finn he's trying to escape the first order but i still maybe i missed it but i still don't know why exactly he is deserting yeah see here's Um, the thing
0: uh he's uh you remember the first scene of him when he is at the village on not tatooine down there and he's like literally having a panic attack like he's like oh my god you know they, they do this thing in war movies where you are, they're yes. cutting the sound, and he's like looking around. It's like, oh my god, I'm having a panic attack. Like everyone around me, people are dying, as if he didn't fucking know what to expect. But okay, exactly, uh, yeah. And and but the problem is this: he's like, okay, uh, I can understand he doesn't have a clear goal. He just wants to, he just wants to uh, escape. But like five minutes later, when he's in the Tie Fighter with Poe, he's like, woo! When he kills his own Stormtroopers. While yes. a, f- a few days ago or a few hours ago, I don't know the timeline, uh, he's having like serious problems with the th- with the mere thought of killing people, you know, with with the concept of death. But then he's like killing people he was he was growing up with for years, probably his entire life, and he's like, yeah, woo! <laughs> it's like
1: <what> the <laughs> fi- that's absolutely not coherent. Yeah, I mean, this is the whole issue with these movies yeah, right yeah, there is no sure. coherence at all and especially in this case i guess they just thought about all right we got to do something to why he is deserting mm-hmm. yeah make it because he hates to kill people but then they need to continue with the plot obviously and yeah they forget about it <laughs>
0: i say really yeah and yeah also the escape was pretty like well okay uh not really i think you you said something really interesting that the none of those characters actually have something to overcome. And uh, yeah, for Finn he it didn't even need to overcome like anything to, to escape. I I remember remember there was like this court. I don't know if it's like a like a safety court. And I was like, okay, is the movie trying to like artificially build up tension? Where the I don't yes. know if you remember it. It's like really cheap. There's like nothing nothing really to overcome there. It just escape in this stolen TIE fighter and yeah, like that, that's yes, it. Yes, this
1: is exactly the issue I have because we we told this, obviously, mm-hmm. talked about this many times before that the, the classic hero story is that story everyone's interested in. Yes. And a, any hero always has to overcome an issue or many issues mm-hmm. before he actually gets his powers, right? And yeah. in any great movie, you see this is always the case but for star wars 7 they just thought yeah why don't we just ignore that completely
2: yeah Um... and yeah just have
1: characters they don't actually have any real issues they just like for example i think the the real thing they which like drives them is really just yeah fighting against the first order right but there's no real like like why no real motivation yeah.
0: yeah It's just it's like, just okay, those... computer, this... Yeah, we, the audience, are being told, oh, those are the bad guys, so we gotta fight them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, just because it's like. Yeah, trendy. I mean, they
1: couldn't. Uh, exactly, and yeah. they couldn't make it more obvious that they are the bad guys, right?
0: <laughs> I have like this, uh, I think you're referring to the infamous uh, uh, Nazi knockoff scene. That's really. Yes. Pathetic... There was also exactly. another scene where my cinema, at least, was cracking. Up, absolutely hardcore over uh, over this speech from from Hux. That was really pathetic. Oh, yes. But speaking of speaking of pathetic ones, uh, still still haven't finished with Finn yet, because I was expecting him, especially when when he was portrayed in the in the trailers, and you said that you were expecting a very mature movie, you know, maybe a more mature yes. Star Wars movie, and I was expecting him to be the most mature one. You know, because he grew up as a killing machine, as a mindless drone, exactly. and then he's like overcoming something. I was expecting him to have like PTSD seriously. And then he meets up with Ray on the Desert Planet. And then he turns like within a few seconds into like a bumbling idiot. Which yes. I don't I don't really buy that. You know, I'm like, okay, uh you can you can be comedy relief and I'm okay with a character being a comedy relief but the way you introduced the character to us in that you know in this war scene where he's like oh my god he is having like literally a panic attack and then a few a few minutes later film time he's like a bumbling idiot who asks ray oh by the way you have a boyfriend or something i don't buy that
1: yeah i mean if you just think about it what you just summarized there you have a guy who has almost ptsd and is deserting like a huge organization like the first order because he doesn't yeah. want to kill people and five minutes later he's asking the girl he just met if he has a boy- if she has a boyfriend like how does this even <laughs> fit together you know yeah, did, did yeah. nobody even read the script before they made that movie that's just, that's yeah, that's just
0: it, weird. It, you know the thing is uh, you can actually enjoy the movie if you don't think about it i think you know like yeah, just uh like i mean it's a cool flashy movie with cool visuals and you kind like be in a cinema and it's like oh yeah i'm entertained but but there you start thinking about it like logically oh no that's
1: uh <laughs> that's, that's a huge problem yeah it's, i mean that's what we are doing but this is also i guess part of the issue with this movie if you think about it then yeah sure
0: yeah, so, uh, so the story continues with Finn, like, landing on this desert planet. And he finds out that, like, Poe is, like, gone. But uh, as we learn, like, in the end of the movie, he returns. This also is never explained. It also doesn't make sense. Yes. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally no time for that. So, yeah, he teams up with Rey after a little misconception they had. Also, don't, like, uh, touch her hand like don't take her by the hand <laughs> it's like especially uh, thats that's fitting for for today's um you know absolutely. women's women international day like like yeah. guys if you're listening remember uh, don't don't uh, don't take your girl by the hand that's that's sexist yeah,
1: and it's uh... absolutely <laughs> sexist. We actually I think we should, for, for today we should have focused more on episode eight because the in there it's absolutely rampant with feminism and sexism absolutely. but I think absolutely. Episode seven has a lot of it as well, just more more subtle to be, to put it that way. Which makes it more dangerous,
0: I think. Yeah. Because, oh yes. Because um, I, I gotta say, I was like watching episode seven. I was like, okay, that's cute. You know, they have a little banter, like, "Don't touch my hand," and I was like expecting Ray, like, at the third attempt, I was like, "Yeah, okay, touch my hand. I, I don't care." Like <laughs> something like that. I mean, I'm okay if a girl plays hard to get. Uh, that also makes her kind of cute when we talk storytelling sense. You know. But yeah. here it's just like, well, I don't need like anyone's help, um, uh, I can I can like pilot the ship and stuff like that. So, it it, it, it it the problem is regardless of being a girl or a boy, it just doesn't make her. Uh, it just doesn't make her like. Uh, it doesn't make me like her, as a character,
1: you know. Yeah, this is. I mean, not just as a character, but just as a person. This, this mm-hmm. is what I said many times when. When there's this girl who has been indoctrinated by society for decades now, right? And she says she doesn't need a man in her life. For example, when you at a date or something like that, and she says yes, she can do it all on her own. I'm like, yeah. Why are you here then? (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, and this is this whole thing. Especially, I mean, this obviously now in another scenario. But in the example of Ray, when she says she doesn't need someone to take her hand, like. What is wrong with getting help from someone?
0: Yeah.
1: Why do you need to, to Yeah, to be a, a bitch really is what she is there. Because
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's really yeah. just he's really just helping her. You know, that's not like he's really trying much there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But being that sort of bitch in that situation, that's just really revolting as a character to me. Not just women or men, anyone I would just think, Why are you being so stupid right now? And he's just trying yeah. to help. Yeah. And this again is, yeah, an agenda at play, but also just from a movie making standpoint or a character standpoint, I would just not like that person, even if it was a man, for example.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's like like everyone who's like trying to write a story and uh, he's thinking about, okay, how do I make my character as sympathetic as possible? It doesn't have to be like a good person. Just make him like understandable. Just make him like a little bit vulnerable, but. If you think about, uh, you know, like even the greatest villain has like some kind of weakness. Yes, of course. But but, but, but what's like Ray's weakness? She doesn't literally have any, because she's capable of anything. This is the point. Yeah, which makes it like it it makes it feel more like a robot, not like a real human
1: being. Exactly. This is why she doesn't have a character, Mm -hmm. like anything be something that is annoying. Whatever it is, it's yeah. just what makes a person, right? And if you have, like, no flaws at all, if you're just perfect as a robot, as Ray is, then that's just, like, you cannot really grasp her or, yeah, you just, there's really nothing you can latch yeah. yeah. onto to to that character. And it's just boring to me.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I would be, uh, she would be equally boring as a man.
1: Yes, like a,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So... So the movie continues with uh, our two heroes, so to speak. They escape in the Millennium Falcon because, like, they have, there's this uh, First Order attacking again, and like is stealing the Millennium Falcon, which conveniently is like sitting there on this planet, just, just like with keys inserted. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point in there? And uh, yeah, she just steals it despite having never uh, flown this ship before. And then, conveniently, the Falcon gets discovered and boarded by uh, Han Solo and his little pet. What a also, coincidence! Yeah, what a coincidence. And speaking of the fantastic masculinity of uh, <laughs> the Force Awakens, what do you say about uh, the character of Han Solo? Which I would say is like a really, well, yeah, like really cool, suave, masculine character throughout the original episode. What the hell happened with him, man?
1: Yeah, I feel like it was a different person in the same body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of
0: he kind of felt like Hansel, but also uh, something was off.
1: Yeah, he was. I don't know. As you said, he was this cool, suave guy back in the old movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, as Markle, obviously, in like in the universe, he was he, he has seen some shit. He he knew what he's capable of. Right. And. Yeah, and the new ones—he's just—he's just weird I mean, somehow. I—I I can't even put my finger on what's wrong with him. I don't know. But yeah, you know, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I—I I, I really gotta say, I despise the fact that he is like, like the movie starts and he's like divorced. That's like, that's oh, like, yeah. a, that's like again, uh, subverting the complete original trilogy in like one, one little decision. You know, we have, like, Luke Skywalker's, like, vanished. I'm like, okay. And, like, Han Solo and Leia are divorced. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, really, like, uh, putting the whole, the whole trilogy. It just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they tried to make it as modern as possible, right? Because,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Pretty much everyone <laughs> wants these days, so I guess it fits. Yeah. Yeah, know. it's
1: just i don't know and yeah obviously but no not obviously but he's funnily enough acting like they imagine divorced guys i guess he's like he's not he hasn't achieved anything now right Mm. he's just trying to get across in the universe doesn't even have his own ship his precious millennium falcon until he randomly finds it oh yeah so it's again this whole thing where he is this bundling loser even though he has the hand Solo like effect still to him, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. to some degree. But if you think about it, he's not really like successful with anything he does. And how, how did this even happen? Like, you all? Know, here, here we are again with this question, how did this happen? Yeah, but, what, what really yeah. happened to him?
0: Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And again, it's not explained. They just had like
1: difficulties
0: and I still remember the first exchange he had with Leia, which is of course from a st- storytelling perspective very interesting. You haven't seen those characters in like 30 years. I was like, okay, what, yeah. what, is, what is the first thing they're gonna say to each other? And, and and Han Solo is like with his shoulders down. Well, you changed your hair, you know, with with this uh, with this nonchalant oh, way. Yeah. But 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 it's like really uh, uh okay. And I was like, <laughs> again, I can, I can I can't quite put my finger on it, but why did they have to make him into such a such a loser you know
1: yeah this is again where we find the subtlety of the agenda at play i think yeah now maybe people will put a tinfoil hat on my head again for this saying Mm -hmm. this but i think this was intentional because if you think about it, in the old movies he was obviously laden with toxic masculinity right yeah
0: sure
1: and obviously they had to make him a bit more yeah how do I put this a bit more modern manly which means he's pretty much a loser mm. and this is also why yeah he, he comes to her with, with his shoulders down and like being the defeated guy and yes yes exactly th- th- this struck me weird because why is he defeated what really happened like did he do something wrong that they divorced or what's really happening and this again is never explained yeah so it's just it's like just it's, it's just like it's just like trendy
0: yeah it's trendy to be divorced nowadays it's like oh it happened to you as exactly. well right yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah pretty
1: much yeah they have they have a child which is acting weird because of it
0: yeah yeah sounds like <laughs> so, sounds like modern day uh, fairy tale doesn't it uh, th- yeah something probably something many people can uh yeah i don't know like sympathized with instead of something more positive anyways maybe uh, that was yeah. the idea yeah <laughs> who knows i don't i don't really think they had a plan to be honest yeah Just like uh I, mean, I mean they even admitted that they didn't have a roadmap for seven eight nine and obviously it shows Oh okay, God God, I hope they learned from their mistakes anyways, uh yeah, the crew team's up they're 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 being attacked by some some uh, giant alien testicles, uh, and they escape in the falcon and and we are being confronted with the new threat, which is the star killer base, which is uh, yeah, looks like a planet, but it can shoot lasers.
1: Uh, yes. I wonder why I've seen yeah, this yeah, before a, again. <laughs>
0: it's, it's so fu- it's so funny because none of these things have ever occurred to me during the movie. i was like, oh, that's so cool, that's so flashy. And like a few months after the movie, like mm. <laughs> you tricked me, you bastard. No, <laughs> well, I think
1: actually, I agree, but with the Star base, I said in the cinema, I was like, come on, is this is just yeah, another yeah, death pretty, pretty much a nose, isn't it? yeah that was pretty obvious to me but the other things yeah, yeah also, also i guess,
0: also i gotta say like a uh, supreme leader snoke the ominous bad person again we have like an ominous bad person who is lurking even over the main villain which would be the vader palpatine oh, yeah. dynamic which eventually got subverted in the end but anyways uh
1: yeah and he I mean, does like fucking lose sorry I, ha- I had to yeah yeah put sure, that in. sure 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 <laughs> i mean i'm skipping skipping very hard here but uh this was another thing that struck me completely weird mm-hmm. him being that overlord above all these like bad guys and being the the supreme ominous bad leader yeah. pretty much yeah and then he dies w- through a stupid mental trick by this hobo um that's just, <laughs> that's just, uh, just no way that happened yeah I think they just wrote themselves into a corner there and they had a way to get, they needed a way to get out of it. Pretty much. And this was, yeah, but this, I think, just went through the whole movie. They just had ideas what they could do and scenes they wanted to do, but then they noticed that this doesn't work with the story at all and Mm -hmm. they need something to get out of it. And then they either used the, this is a story for another time. Sorry, yeah. or they just make some, some real bad death for the baddest of the motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> also, like,
0: uh, I'm gonna get to that in a second, just uh, to be like, um, to get the story chronologically done. Uh, Supreme yeah. Snoke allows General Hux to use the weapon for the first time, and he uses it, and then Snoke questions Kylo's ability to deal with emotions on his father. Uh, up until that point, we were not even aware that he's the son of han solo and leia and then kylo states uh, it means nothing to him uh i really have a comment on that i mean you could obviously do something about it Uh, i really I, i found it very cringy in the cinema when when snoke says well the Millennium falcon is in the hands of your father and then even says like Han Solo, I'm like, yeah, okay, I know, I know who is who is, you know, yes. it's like so much on the nose, this, uh, it's very heavy exposition, so it's, it was a little bit cringy, just nose picking here. The thing is, we are, uh, we are back at the Falcon, and Han determines that BB-8's map is incomplete, and then he explains that, then we get a little bit of backstory, but it's like so, it's like so not enough, uh, Han Solo like uh, explains like puzzle pieces that Luke attempted to rebuild the Jedi Order, which would be logically if we go with the narrative. Yeah. But he exiled himself when an apprentice turned to the dark side, and uh, you know that apprentice. We we know who it was who slaughtered the other apprentices. The thing is just you know he's he's telling this stuff like luke is ancient history like he's a fucking legend yes. like, like this this happened like 30 years ago do you think like uh, people are gonna forget world war ii in a hundred years and they're like <laughs> yeah exactly. and, and, and 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 ray and finn is like what, wow, luke like this legend it's like this happened like 30 years ago you know
1: yes and i mean technically from <laughs> the time frame he's still alive i mean he obviously yeah. is so yeah. it's not like they're talking about a dead person there absolutely it's weird yeah
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. so anyways uh, the
0: crew travels to another planet and they are meeting in the cantina Hmm. Mm, Uh, i've seen that before and they meet um actually orange orange lesbian version of yoda i would argue yeah i'm I'm actually not i'm not I'm not, I'm I'm not i'm not sure about the lesbian aspect i mean when it comes to purple hair lady I am pretty sure about the lesbian aspect, but when it comes to the, the when it comes to orange yoda person, I'm not so sure I'm not so sure yeah, she looks like she has a thing for a hand solo so yeah but I'm she's
1: gonna, a, she's a strong woman for sure
0: absolutely she is i mean
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and th- and then this this very interesting thing happens where the force so to speak draws ray to this to this secret secret dungeon down there where she finds the lightsaber it kind of like calls to her and she has like this weird mushroom trip and then she snaps out of it she sees those this 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 visions and stuff and i I find it really interesting she she experiences those, those visions and the first thing she does is she flies into the woods confused which is so which is so okay okay why i mean it doesn't really make sense to me. Why would someone like, why would someone like just flee into the woods? What's, what, 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 what kind of motivation is behind it? It just doesn't make sense to me, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. She, she just had visions. Yeah. She saw something. All yeah. right, good. But yeah, so... <laughs> why are you going crazy about it? I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, so, yeah, I
1: don't understand this either.
0: I also find it interesting that, yeah, there, there of course, we have the infamous, Terrible line of, uh, yeah, good question for another time. And I was like, oh, thank you for nothing, JJ. Yes. Uh, it's, it's interesting that, that, uh, Orange Yoda wants to give her the lightsaber as if, you know, she walks through life and just everything, she's just given everything, you know? Yes. She, really uh, right. ag- again, again, she wasn't like earning anything. She was, she's just being given everything, which is not, uh, good storytelling
1: no which is again you know the, the female way right yeah. at least how it's proposed to us these days absolutely. they're just given everything they don't have to do anything and this is yes how it operates but this is not real life mm-hmm. but it's this is what we get oh, and, yeah. yeah yeah so or, or what we told is the way around.
0: yeah and ray even refuses the lightsaber she flees into the woods and uh then finn takes over the lightsaber. And in that in that point of the movie, I was like, oh, this is this could be interesting. Because I was like, oh, maybe they're like subverting everything and actually Finn is like the main character. And I would love that so much. You know, like a like like the idea of a stormtrooper becoming uh kind of like a Jedi. It's it's
1: it's interesting. It would yeah, but, be the, the, it would be, you know. That would have also been interesting if Ray would just been ditched completely at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just yeah uh, yeah, that's a
0: good good question for another time (laughs) yes I think it would would have uh, provided the movie with a better storyline obviously so uh, yeah again the First Order attacks this uh, Cantina planet in search of BB-8 and then suddenly our heroes are saved by Resistance X-Wing fighters led by Poe who was presumably dead but for some reason, the plot said, okay, uh, you're back again. Okay. And then the scene happened, uh, which we just talked about, like Leia arrives there as well with the annoying golden robot. And she reunites with Han, and they have like this awkward exchange. And meanwhile, yes. meanwhile, Kylo captures Rey. Uh, she, uh, he takes her to Starkiller Base. And then he's uh, and then we have this interesting scene where she resists his mind reading attempts which uh yeah
1: oh brings God, up yes. brings up
0: brings up another problem uh, uh ray like kind of discovers she can use the force She's kind of like uh, surprised about herself uh yeah again the same thing we just talked about like just uh, oh by the way i have superpowers
1: <laughs> yeah you see you know what's funny about about this whole thing and when i saw this in the cinema mm. i was like i was sighing like oh god really mm. because in the beginning of the movie we learned that kylo ren is actually one of the most powerful sif civ- sifs we ever saw because nobody has ever before him or was able to stab a or blaster or shot midair oh yeah Except for Vader I think. I think he was the only one who can do that.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it was midway air, which
1: is which was by the way yes, a exactly. cool,
0: pretty cool scene, I'll say.
1: Yeah, it was pretty badass, but you're right, Vader uh, I think just took him like that and uh, yeah. anyway. But um also he then stopped Ray mid air or not mid air mid movement completely and paralyzed her body pretty much.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: 5 minutes later suddenly out of nowhere she can resist this Truly powerful man out mm, of nothing. Mm. And this made like complete no sense to me at all. Yeah. I was like, no, what's true now? Can you now resist him or not? Mm-hmm. And why can you do it mm. now and not five minutes earlier? And this was just again really bad storytelling.
0: Yeah, it was like, just uh, okay, I can do it now. Maybe you can even argue, okay, now I believe in myself and I can do it. But there wasn't actually anything she had to overcome. Which would narratively make more sense, but I am—I uh, think I'm falling into the trap of repeating myself. Uh, but yeah, it's—it's it's basically what happens over and over in these movies. Uh, I'm talking also about Episode Eight and Episode Nine. Yeah, we, we, This—this exactly. we, uh, this continues to repeat itself over and over again, where she just, you know, finds out that she can do this better than someone else. I remember we have this—this this scene where she, where she uh, jumps into the Falcon. In episode seven, which we just talked about, she she can just like fly it, you know. And in episode eight, she's doing like a triple kill with like one shot. And I was like, yeah, okay, we can, oh, yes. you know, like you go, girl. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. So it's, oh, it's, God. it's. It's 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 almost cringy. It's almost cringy. I would say, yeah. But
1: okay, we're not
0: hating on women or something. It's just like really no. from a, really from a real from st- a storytelling standpoint, pisses me off.
1: No, actually. Like, I got to say something here because right. we are actually not hating on women at all. I mean, we're on Red Smoke, right? And we love them. Yeah. But it's it's not the women who are the problem there. It's the agenda that's being pushed by these companies or whoever it is. I don't right. even know. But especially in the latest Star Wars movies, it is so, so obvious what's happening there. Mm-hmm. And you, you just see it as we talk about in episode seven. It's a bit more subtle. But you can notice that ray as being a woman is just perfect as she are and has no issues just virtually out of nothing being capable of things yes without learning them and she doesn't even need to overcome herself or this is another thing if she had some sort of scene where she suddenly starts to believe in herself and her powers and then Mm -hmm. she can resist kylo as you said and all right fine but there was nothing just yeah i mean suddenly it
0: happened technically we have this scene where she's like listening to the voice of of uh, of yellow lesbian Yoda in her head, but that's that's not it's really an kid. explanation, you know. That's not yes, really an exactly. explanation. It's just like uh, okay, I just believe in but but she didn't really overcome anything. It was just like uh, it's just like the way I used to write stories with my toys. When I was playing with yes. my toys as a kid, I was like, well, now I am, uh, but that one is stronger now, you know. I wasn't thinking yes. about. I wasn't thinking about storytelling. I was like, oh, maybe there's a reason why this, uh, why why this Le- Lego uh, man is stronger than the other one. You know, I was just like, oh, he's like stronger now. That's basically what what happened.
1: Yeah. And this pulls itself throughout the whole three movies actually, mm. uh, with Star Wars. It's really just these. Suddenly she has these powers. It's yes. the same with Finn later when he's suddenly out of nowhere able to wield a, la- a lightsaber <laughs> <Yeah>. and actually <laughs> actually face Kylo Ren and isn't killed like immediately. And yeah. when I saw that, yeah. I was like, dude, what is this bullshit? That's just no way a man who has never actually wielded a, a sword or lightsaber is able to defend himself like longer than five seconds against someone who is very well versed in that. That just doesn't happen.
0: I mean, I could understand it if we hadn't had the opening scene where we have this crazy force user who can like stop this stream midway. Yes. And uh, what did I say? Stream. Anyways. um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I wasn't like uh, foreshadowing anything. No. Um, Yeah, it's just like this crazy force user who was uh, who is set up as extremely powerful. Uh, In that case, it doesn't make any sense that uh, regardless of like fighting finn or fighting ray he should have ended the fight in like five seconds and it's being explained that he is like hurt that he has like a wound somewhere but uh, that's just not a good uh, enough uh
1: yeah yeah even then why didn't he just paralyze finn like he did with ray and then just struck him like through the middle and that's it because because the movie
0: script told him so
1: Oh yeah, sorry. yeah, the movie <laughs> needs to keep on. Yeah, my Yeah, bad.
0: yeah. Before that happened, he uh, he has a little exchange with his father, who confronts him on Starkiller Base. They 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 all come there to to rescue Ray, and and he has an exchange. I believe the first one of oh, the yes. many years, and and he he dies. Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> so that's that's a well character. Film, and but, yeah. uh, he dies.
1: Yeah, it's
0: like uh, yes. I mean, I mean, they were so focused on like, f- like fan service and stuff, and they, they did consider having the three heroes from the original story like on screen together, which would be a beautiful thing. And I believe many, many like nerds or hardcore fans would be very pleased with that. I, I would include myself, but they they missed that.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It's a tragedy. They
1: absolutely <laughs> missed that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It was a tragedy. Oh, I would love to see that
1: uh yeah of course i mean that would it would have been great but mm. yeah well uh, i mean that's all isn't M-
0: it? Matthew, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah so yeah you know, all right and then, then uh chewy shoots kylo and the sets of the explosives and then we have the fight we were just talking about where uh where kylo is pursuing finn and ray into the woods uh, again i don't know why it's just like okay uh, which is really, it's really funny. I mean, we just talked about the fight and how it doesn't make sense, and then how Ray suddenly has like powers and it doesn't make sense, and then this beautiful thing happens. There, there, the, there, there's this whole chasm that opens up between those two. Like, like, like literally, what probably what was probably written in the in the, <laughs> in the in the script. I was like, okay, uh, we don't know what to do now we're like uh, okay we're gonna opening up a huge chasm between those two and that's 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 all the movie's gonna end it's so, so stupid yeah it's like this this planet's surface begins to splinter exactly between those two yeah of course it does
1: <laughs> maybe someone someone thought wouldn't that be a great visual display of the script there
0: hmm, yeah meta commentary <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. and nobody intervened with that <laughs> Yeah, i believe the the movie died a little bit earlier but uh yeah we have this we have this fight scene between between ray and kylo and and we talked about what makes a good gr- what makes a good villain before that even before this stream actually in some episodes and even many episodes before and yeah w- w- what's You know, we already have the problem where we are laughing about Kylo Ren, the supposed villain of this trilogy. And the next problem is that he loses, like, his first fight at the end of the movie. What is there to overcome still, you know? Normally, like, narratively speaking, okay, first episode, I'm losing. Second episode, I'm even losing again. Like, third episode, okay, I overcame and I won. But what, what, yes. what, is, what is there? like first episode, Ray wins, second episode, Ray wins. What, what the fuck should happen in episode three? <laughs> and uh, yeah, episode three, ironically, she loses and, and then she wins, of course.
1: Yeah, stupid. stupid.. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it makes just absolutely no sense. Yeah. How, this all, how this all unfolds? Mm. And uh, yeah,
0: the, the, the story basically ends there. A chewy comes out of nowhere. Uh, like really ex machina she, he rescues Ray and the unconscious Finn and they escape aboard the Falcon and uh, another really interesting thing happens again I'm re- repeating myself but uh, as the Starkiller base explodes or implodes more or less uh, they all you know our heroes find their way back to the resistance and then they're all like okay now we have the map for Luke Skywalker and like without ever debating on it without ever discussing it uh it's like okay ray is gonna find her it's like not even questioned you know yes which which it would make like much more sense if leia would go there i mean it's like it's like it's like her brother you know (laughs) so it would make sense uh but yeah it's like okay ray is gonna go without any question again she's she's being given this whole thing i don't want to repeat myself but again yeah
1: Know, but it makes sense because I was very confused when I saw that. I was like, why? Yes, why is this actually strange, stranger woman going yeah. there and yeah. not uh, his sister? That just mm-hmm. why, yeah. And it is, but again, this was pretty much how I sat through the whole movie yeah. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why is all this happening?
0: Yeah, I, b- I believe the godfather of why happened in the next movie, and uh, oh, yeah, I, I think that's a good that's a good transition because the movie kind oh, of yeah. like, the kind of, the movie kind of like ends there. We have like one last scene where Ray uh, flies to this Scottish Irish looking Island there. Uh, so, and, and Luke stands atop a cliff and without a word, she presents him with his father's lightsaber. And that's where the credits roll. And we are finished with the force awakens and people are being left there with a huge uh, cliffhanger. And from, from then on, uh, I don't know. Did you have like uh, I was asking you before uh, when when we talked about episode six? Did you have like any fantasies or any any? Did you like spin a story on your own after you were seeing the last scene? You know, did you like picture okay what's going to happen next?
1: Funnily enough, I yeah I did. I pictured Luke being completely different than he was actually in episode eight. Mm-hmm. Like the I didn't think he would be the bitter old grumpy grumpy man drinking some milk i really oh God, did not fucking expect titty that milk man <laughs> yes that titty the green titty milk i God, did not man. expect this yeah. at all and i didn't actually think they could ruin a great character like luke that heavily but they managed it and i'm actually quite surprised or was rather yeah, when I, when I said I wanted to, to
0: name the stream like an autopsy of Star Wars or an autopsy of the trilogy, I would say like Luke Skywalker was basically assassinated in Episode Eight, And I, oh, would, okay. I wouldn't say I'm overacting with that one. That's, uh, that's no, basically, you don't. He
1: was brutally slaughtered, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, from a character standpoint, yes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, how different can someone be from, from how we originally know him?
1: Yes, and especially if you think about the, the story behind why he did it and why he went into the exile. It's like, quote-unquote, just because one of his apprentices like, went crazy. Are you going to tell me that you teach people on the something as strong as the Force and you have nobody that ever goes crazy? Hmm. Like, of course this happens. I think this should be, like, like not regularly, but it, I would have, exa- um, like... Expected this to happen more often, but apparently one guy went crazy, and then he was suddenly mad at like the force or something. That this even happened, I don't know. I mad don't know. At
0: the force mad at him as himself, I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah, or himself, and just became that bitter, grumpy old man on this island, who made a map and didn't want to be find, found. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I,
0: mean, I mean, I mean the the way you put it, it just it's, it's it sounds so terrible, especially when you when you consider episode six, we have this extremely, yes. like, even naive, positive person who is who's believing in his father relentlessly, who's, uh, regardless of, you know, it's basically realizing Hitler is your dad and still saying, well, but there's still good in him. I mean, I'm aware that this, is, this might be a bad uh, comparison, but, uh, you know, you get the idea. And this guy suddenly turns into this hobo because like <laughs> one because like one kid went a little bit you know this just doesn't make sense to me
1: <laughs> yes exactly yeah th- that's what i meant i mean he was it might not make sense how he was before like this but he was a like relentlessly through and through good person and he believed in the good in people no matter what yes. as you put it yes. quite well yes this was his character this was luke skywalker and out of nowhere he's like the grumpy man and it's mm. just like no and if that really is the case then i want that story how this how this happens what he had to go through that he's suddenly now a hater oh yeah and not just oh yeah he's this guy now <laughs> like why absolutely here we are again with the why you know that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: the why is uh i i mean You were you were saying that episode eight. You have like you had like many scenes where you were just confused, and the confusion for me, or the confusion I would say this. I was like I was starting to get skeptic after a very certain scene in episode eight. Episode eight kicks off uh, without any time jump, which is also very rare for a Star Wars movie. But okay, Uh, immediately after the battle of the Starkiller Base of episode seven, we have like maybe. Thirty minutes of a time uh, of a time jump, and uh, General Leia is leading the resistance forces, and then the first order fleet arrives with this huge uh, dreadnought ship, and Poe Dameron leads this this counterattack. and he's like approaching the ship. And he's having he's having like this master plan in his mind, and then then he has a call with with General Hux, which was actually one of the very few characters I was interested in. In Episode 7, I completely forgot to, to talk about him. Uh, yes. were, were you aware how much he changed between Episode 7 and Episode 9?
1: Mm, no, not really, actually. I guess I was too confused with other things. Yeah,
0: yeah that's uh, <laughs> totally understandable. It was just like a, that in Episode 7, he was like really, um, yeah, I would say ambitious and a very serious character. And... Uh, There's actually someone on on YouTube who did a video essay uh, in which he was like writing a fan fiction on how you, of course, know Tarkin, the Grand Moff Tarkin from from the original trilogy. And he was like doing like a fan fiction story as if Poe Dameron was telling this infamous your mama joke to General Tarkin. And interestingly, how, how he would have responded. And it's so interesting that uh, a person who was portrayed as being serious, someone like Hux. He's being told, "Well, yeah, I got a mes- I got a message. Uh, it's for your mama." And then this person suddenly like loses his shit and becomes emotional. And, and this person on YouTube, he did it like a fan fiction. And he said, "Okay, what what if uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, a very suave, again and controlled person?" Uh, was being confronted with a situation like this, and it was like completely different. I, I don't, I don't remember it correctly, but Paul Derrance was like, "Okay, uh, I got a, I got a story for your mama." And then Grand Moff Tarkin is like, "Well, your, uh, your attempts at humor are very brave, but uh, you know, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna. I don't know. You get the idea, right?" Yeah. Like, yeah okay. it, it's, it's about staying in character, I would say. Yes. Yeah, and. Uh, that was, I believe, the first major sin. Uh, among many sins
1: in Episode Eight, where, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, your the, the mama joke yeah in Star, Just, <laughs> I did not even know where to start with that. But that just makes no sense on so many levels. That just, and I've said it before, even though Star Wars was like initially made for kids, yeah, and all this was the idea George Lucas had. It still was when it came to humor at least it was mature humor mm-hmm. the, it wasn't these, these kind of stupid jokes like your mama jokes. It, that just didn't happen didn't happen in the old star wars movies so mm-hmm. this just didn't fit at all into star wars and this was where i was very confused people were laughing in the cinema but i was like come on that's just wrong
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's like um i mean this is just one step behind doing like an actual dab or Fortnite joke on star wars you know it's like it's it's like a really because i'm trying to put my finger on what what's wrong with that kind of humor because many people might argue well you have like jar jar in the prequels who is like a i would say i wouldn't say it's like stupid humor but it's like very simple humor but according to his character jar jar is just like a stupid creature so it makes sense
1: Yes. But your exactly. Ma- but
0: a your mama joke is a very direct pop culture reference. You no, know? the equivalent of yeah. doing like a joke about Fortnite or something like that. So that's I believe that's what what uh, what what really bothers me. Can't really explain why. Yes, I, I fi- no,
1: Yeah, it, it just doesn't fit in into the mm-hmm. like universe because we're talking about like far a galaxy from far away, right? Mm-hmm. A long time ago, and again it has always been somewhat mature and even if you have this stupid humor from a stupid creature like jar jar this is one thing because obviously they might exist but if you bring modern day jokes into this kind of universe you just get pulled out of this yes yeah of the immersion of the movie that's pretty much it you are suddenly again realizing you're sitting in the cinema and you're not in this universe and i think this is what pulled you out immediately
0: yeah it's like it's like watching an instagram commercial in yeah in, uh, within the star wars movie you know <laughs> yeah very, very very strange that was a very strange so yeah the movie uh continues with Poe dameron leading this counterattack on the on the first order and they manage to to destroy the dreadnought with uh after a struggle just like uh just like a space battle 10 minutes no, nothing really happens and uh yeah the resistance escapes into hyperspace but the first order now has a device to track them and attacks again and then we have the scene where kylo ren hesitates to fire on the lead resistance ship you know he's like okay i gotta kill the past which is like his motivation i guess and yeah he fails to to blow up uh the lead resistance ship uh his mother but his wingman destroyed the bridge and killing most of the resistance leaders and Leia is dragged into space but then something very weird happened, right?
1: Oh, this scene. Uh, yes.
0: What's what's up with that? What, what was your initial reaction to to this thing?
1: At first I thought alright, all oh, they have the balls to actually kill off Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my initial reaction and then I saw that she now has like virtually superpowers as well Mm -hmm. and just can not only survive in space, but also force herself back onto the ship. Yeah. And this again was another, this time, not so subtle, but very obvious way of us being told that women just can't do everything men can, right? Mm. Or just can't do everything period. And don't even need to learn it. They just can't do it. And even if maybe Leia had learned how to use the force before, it would have been quite interesting to know or see or whatever.
0: I mean, from all the choices, from all the bad choices they did, uh, that makes the most most of the sense because we are being told in episode six that you know she has that power too. Quote. So it would. Oh make yeah, se- right. Yeah, so 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 it would make sense narratively. I'm just am just I'm just uh, I'm just thinking this whole scene is like kind of like stupid. You know, it's, it's, yeah of a, course a, a, even i don't know if you remember your cinema reaction but people were people were laughing yes like, they were like yeah. Like, yeah. like i think i, I was believe in well. disbelief yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean this is how the whole movie started right mm-hmm. with disbelief pretty much what was, was <laughs> happening <laughs> yeah, and, like it, it all <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> yeah. so
0: uh, yeah yeah the movie continues yeah. uh leia recovers and in the meantime Mm. Uh, someone assumes command of the resistance. So, <laughs> so someone—I so, uh, believe—I believe she's our favorite character of the whole franchise, isn't, isn't she? Uh, she's the vice best
1: Star Wars character. Ever.
0: <laughs> I mean that—that that was like, uh, yeah. I believe someone—someone uh, someone just said—someone uh, once said she's like Tumblr. And I'll say, yeah, that's, it's good, that's a good name for it, actually. Yeah, Tumblr, i so, Yeah, yeah that's, that's not bad, yeah. Vice, I like that. Vice Admiral Holdo, actually, that's her name. But I'm going to stick with purple hair lesbian for, for the sake of Le- The simplicity. lesbian
1: bookstore owner, <laughs> got to be precise.
0: All right, um, purple-haired lesbian bookstore owner for the sake of simple- simplicity, all right?
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect.
0: All right, in the meantime, uh, the, the, the movie cuts back to this... Uh, Irish island, where Ray attempts to recruit Luke Skywalker to the Resistance, which again doesn't make sense. And then we have this—we have this uh, another beautiful scene with the with the alien titty milk, which is uh, which is absolutely oh, yes. uh, essential to the plot, and there's so much character. Yeah. So
1: the- this <laughs> was really something. I was like, why is this even in the movie? Yeah. Like, what's the benefit of it? I mean, the director um he or the whoever wrote the script i don't know yeah it's it it the same it was the same person that, right? yeah yeah
0: it was the same person. all right it's the
1: same what's his name again uh, ryan, ryan, johnson, ryan johnson right, right. yeah it, he must have thought something when he wrote that, that <laughs> it that it somehow gives like luke a character or it gives the plot some something mm-hmm. or it gives people a laugh i don't know what it was but whatever it was it didn't work that's that's for sure
0: <laughs> well you said he must have thought about something i think he didn't thought about anything <laughs> to
1: be honest yeah, fair point that, that might be the reason I don't, yeah.
0: I, I don't know i mean uh, are you aware that like how how much how much this scene probably cost you know like like the, this wasn't like a cgi alien titty creature it was like an actual prop like they they actually really? built this this fucking uh, alien there to 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 be milked I and mean, this was like a physical thing something to touch it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like uh, CGI which would be expensive as well they're like uh, there were people working on that probably for days maybe weeks <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so
1: so that at like for ten seconds milk this fucking <laughs> but you know at that whole point these days they were working on it did nobody at some point just take one step back and look at it and was like no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a question I mean, like, like yeah. It's uh, I mean it's I mean how, it's the how old this
0: happen? I, it's the old question and I, I I'm actually very curious about what you would say about it. Who whose fault is it? The one who actually wrote the the script? Or like I'm I'm talking specifically Ryan Johnson. Was it his fault or was it the fault of the one who approved this whole thing?
1: a good question um hmm i would say maybe both especially once they actually saw it in like real life because you know if you have like words you have maybe a fantasy that it's not that bad or it has some sort of idea behind it but when you actually see it in real life you're like mm, no 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 no, no. <laughs> and i mean that, that should have been the last straw where someone intervened and said, hold on a second, what are we doing here? Yeah. But nobody did, so I guess that's the issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the story continues. We are
0: back at the at the island, and Luke refuses to help and says that the Jedi should end. I was like, okay. Which was a pretty good attention grabber, I gotta say, because I was uh, watching the trailer multiple times, yeah. because I was, I was uh, anticipating it. And when the trailer finally dropped i was like ooh it's gonna be interesting and yeah i believe it could be interesting if there was like a it, it wouldn't make sense in some way but uh yeah Lucas like yeah the jedi should end and okay and then after some encouragement from r2d2 which is i would say the probably the best scene of the whole movie where r2d2 yeah, is like doing yeah. this replay of this original message like uh <laughs> obi-wan helped me I was like, yeah okay that's that's cool that's cool it's like a cool callback and it's good humor i would say he agrees to give ray three lessons in the ways of the force which uh they, they, they never were three lessons but okay
1: <laughs> also, also, i was gonna s- say i, I yeah. don't rem- remember them yeah because they, they weren't that's because they <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and
0: then oh, great uh yeah, I would really like to know what do you what do you think about the whole FaceTime thing? Because Ray and Kylo begin to like oh, magically okay. communicate through the Force. What do you what do you what is your take on on the on the FaceTime Force power?
1: I mean, the whole episode eight, it even started in seven, where they just didn't care about established rules in the Star Wars universe at all, mm, yeah. and just made up new things, which is which started with. Like, the, but it happened with the whole um yeah hyperspace at other ships thing Mm -hmm. which i think comes later right but it's also the force facetime i mean star wars is a shared universe right so whenever you introduce something into these or into this universe Mm -hmm. like with books and other things or video games i don't know then this changes the whole universe forever right Mm -hmm. and this whole force facetime thing was just i think another cop out because they just needed somehow to get these two characters to communicate and it was just the easiest way to to do it in my opinion
0: yeah i mean yeah
1: long distance
0: yeah i mean if you if you just think about it uh you know you're writing your movie script and you're like oh, by the way, how, how do I make those? How do I make my my protagonist and my villain to communicate? And that's like the first and easiest thing to think about. <laughs> that's like, that's
1: exactly. like, really great the, like gen- yeah. Yeah, you just say, alright, they can just magically communicate long distance without anything. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Mm. You're like, okay, there's uh, this is- Truly the easiest way to do it. Absolutely.
0: I mean, okay, I, mean, uh, I, I get it. The, the, the concept is new, and I believe you could make it somehow interesting or creative, if you will. But, um, yeah, again, failed at that one as well. I think,
1: yeah, at least make it like it's a, a dream or a vision or something like the, that the person sees just randomly, but not like a, a virtual call well, actually, you can go back and forth and you don't even mm-hmm. understand what's yeah. happening. And it was just, uh, yeah, another thing that I didn't like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So after the uh, after this FaceTime force call, which puzzles both, <laughs> uh, uh, Kylo tells Ray that Luke feared his power and then Luke confesses that he almost killed Kylo upon sensing, uh, you know, which which is completely out of character, which prompted Kylo yes. to destroy Luke's new Jedi Order. And again, I'm going with the Wikipedia page here because by God, I cannot remember like anything that happened in this movie. Uh, After that, like Rey is kind of disappointed by Luke and she leaves this planet. And then Luke prepares to burn the Jedi library, Uh, hesitates then, but uh, because fan service, the spirit of uh, Luke's master Yoda appears. And then again, subverting the expectation, destroys this library and then he encourages luke to like learn from his failure I, what the fuck <laughs> yes <laughs> great summary what the fuck? i mean that's, that's really yeah yeah i mean didn't we didn't we already have like a scene where where luke was at his you know at his bottom at his you know what we would say okay luke you gotta you gotta you gotta get up again you gotta learn from your failure this is like repeating history just, uh, just doesn't make sense to me.
1: I, I just don't even understand what the point is of that, like plot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You no, know, if I think about it, what again? What Ryan Johnson was thinking it would would be really interesting to know, mm-hmm. because I don't understand what where he was trying to go with that. Mm-hmm. That Yoda suddenly comes in there and destroys it all, and gives him another lesson, which he already had. Is <sighs> what's the point i just don't understand (laughs) and why do i see that in the movie why i don't know
0: absolutely yeah and uh you were speaking about scenes that were really unnecessary you're referring of course to the alien titty milk scene Uh, after that we get a whole subplot which i would deem as completely unnecessary it's the it's the casino planet subplot oh god where uh, yes where finn uh finn meets up with uh, finn wakes up by the way from from his coma and he teams up with a mechanic named Rose, uh, which is, I don't know, who who is more annoying, Rose or a purple hair lesbian?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a tough
0: that's one. A t- that's a tough one, right? I was just, like, thinking.
1: <laughs> but did you notice that on this resistance ship, almost all people are women, actually?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Did you ever notice that? It's even in, if you look at, the like, a still from these shots mm-hmm. uh, almost all the persons or people who yeah. are working on the ship are women yeah it was quite interesting i mean it's international women's there right so and they have like workspace rights, so it's all good but i mean that was kind of weird to me yeah, e- you, except for you, paul obviously you have and this is mm-hmm. I'm, no, sorry no, you i'm, I'm skipping go. Go. Uh, yeah. a little bit ahead here and like moving outside of the what we were talking about but mm-hmm. i just remember this whole thing that poe is the only man within this whole scene and there's leia later i think actually i don't know mm-hmm. and the purple heart bookstore lesbian and some other ladies and he's the one saying that i think should attack or something like that i don't know and i, I believe he's saying
0: uh, tell us that we have a plan or something like that
1: oh yes you yeah, know yeah, yeah. okay genau. exactly <laughs> Tell us that we have a plan. I went German there a little bit. We did, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. This scene. Um, Yeah, tell us that we have a plan. Mm. And the whole thing, if you think about it, what they want from him is that he blindly obeys the command, right? Mm -hmm. This is virtually what they want. He should stop asking questions. He should just do what they tell him and they have a plan and do whatever they want. But isn't this what the bad guys do? that they tell you to blindly obey the leadership so this whole scene i mean i'm sorry i'm skipping ahead here but this whole scene is just was remembered of it and this was so weird and not just that they're all women and the lesbian bookstore lady as well Mm -hmm. but also that he was the only guy who wanted to like work with reason there and the other people just want him to blindly obey the command Mm -hmm. and yeah
0: I love that you just said. I love that you just said they were all women and the lesbian bookstore. <laughs> so it's like so you're yes. not really referring to. Her as well. Yeah, but I, I remember I was in a movie and I was like actually rooting for for Poe's character. I was like, yeah, this guy's as right. I want to listen to him. Yeah, so it, it was again ironic, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really ironic that the movie actually showed me how stupid they were while i think the movie was attempting to make them more sympathetic yes yeah, it's, it's just so it's yeah it's, it's a mess it is a mess no question about yeah that. i
1: think so it's actually funny because yeah he he said what everyone else in the audience was thinking tell us that we have a plan mm-hmm. and we're not just like doing nothing and hoping for i don't know fortune or something mm-hmm. to work this out and everyone was saying that yeah like Do you have a plan on what's going on? They Hmm. just ah, he's just another like um, hot-headed guy, and yeah, it's pretty much like the the mother talking about her boy who is like going crazy. Hmm. This is how I felt about this whole scene, and I was again reminded of the agenda at play. But yeah, the whole I think the whole cinema was thinking, yeah, what's really going on here? Which again, I think not even Ryan Johnson had a true plan when he was doing. Uh, his movies or i guess yeah
0: yeah i mean the uh the plan was for uh general purple hell bookstore lesbian lady to to go kamikaze That was like there was like her plan from the beginning i assume and for some reason she didn't want to share it with anyone which again doesn't doesn't really make much sense because uh, th- there is a scene in a movie later on where she's like being accused of being a traitor because Poe is, like, doing a little revolution there. Uh, because, oh, he, yes. because he's, like, sick of the whole thing. And I'm, like, yeah, I'm so down with that. He's, like, so sick of what what's going on. He's, like, okay, I want some answers here. And he is actually capturing Holdo and says, okay, I'm in command right now. And still, Holdo just doesn't tell him. Even, yes. even though she couldn't. I, mean, like, yeah, I I just, like, uh, okay, I just want my big entrance in the end. But I'm not going to tell you my plan now, which is so, yeah.
1: I mean, that's completely stupid. If you think about it, at that point when she's captured and virtually her plan is then at stake because she can't do what she wants to do, what she wants yeah. to do. Yeah. Then she could just tell him and he would say, all right, okay, if you want to do that, go right ahead. And yeah. then it's fine. Yeah. But obviously that wouldn't make sense in the context of this movie. And by that, Because it's
0: somehow
1: yeah. to build tension.
0: by that i'm assuming that the message is uh you should just blindly follow orders yes because in the end it is going to be fine because someone has a master plan which is not really something i would encourage
1: absolutely not i think this is what i meant that is something the bad guys would do right that they tell you to blindly obey the orders ironically and again this is not uh, something ironically yes and this is not something the resistance would do so this whole thing made no sense at all
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, really like just but yeah
1: uh, skip ahead um yeah about the casino planet it's...
0: oh yeah well that's that's another mess to talk about i mean we we have this subplot now where finn and another very annoying character named rose uh, are on a secret mission to disable this tracking advice from the First Order. I'm actually reading about this the first time in my whole life. I was I was actually not aware what they were actually doing on this planet. <laughs> I was like, just... Okay, yeah, they're, just not okay they're reminded on cas- that you said it. Yeah, I was just like, okay, they're on a, they're on a casino planet. They have to do uh, things there. <laughs> I was like, okay, but what the hell was they actually doing there? Anyways, uh, Orange Yoda... Person directs them to the casino town, and they they they, <laughs> <laughs> they say, like, I, I, "I just, I'm just, uh, I'm reading from the Wikipedia page. I'm just refusing yeah, sure. to, I'm refusing to call those uh, to call those creatures by their real name. I just don't want to." And and this and this creature just uh, directs them to the casino town where they meet a hacker. You know, they they like for some reason. Okay, uh, uh, the script says they need a hacker. Okay, yeah. And oh, there's like this, the, the, you know, we talked about subtlety and episode seven did it a little bit better than episode eight, but episode eight with, with this whole agenda. And then it goes even one step further. I mean, we have like, I would say feminism agenda, pretty obvious. And I think you would agree with me. And yes. then, and then on casino planet we yeah. have a uh, pretty obvious on the nose capitalism
1: oh yeah reference don't we you couldn't you couldn't make it more obvious that's just i mean yeah the rich people exploiting the poor uh, it could not have been more obvious
0: Mm. yeah those those slave children and racing animals uh yeah and and uh there's one quote that comes to my mind it doesn't stand in the wikipedia and i don't read uh, i need i don't need to read it because i remember it from the first time i was watching it in the cinema uh was like uh, I think Rose says to Finn, "There's only one thing in the world that makes so much money." And Finn looks at her, is like, "Yeah, war." I was like, mmm mm. <laughs> like come like, on, man, come on." It's like so ironic. That's a, that's a movie by Disney, but anyway, it's like like you know, company that capitalizes on capitalism. But okay, yes. uh, Finn and Rose are on Casino Planet. They are being. Hold captive because of yeah because they parked wrong for some reason. I was like, okay, so they're being oh, in, yes, yeah, this, yeah. this was the reason, right? Yeah, they they were being put in jail for for parking on the beach. I mean, imagine imagine saying this to I don't know some supervisor on Lucasfilm and say, hey, I got an idea for for the subplot. Uh, yeah, they, you know, we gotta put them in jail. Yeah, why? Yeah, because they parked wrong on the beach. I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Who, who the fuck approves this shit?
1: <laughs> I mean, how does this happen? That's the question, Damn. how did this even get approved and yeah, yeah. Absolutely. that would be really interesting. The thought process behind that.
0: oh man, I don't know I was like for some reason I, I just have the vision that Ryan Johnson was like giving a full creative freedom. I was like, okay, just do whatever you want. I don't
1: believe like, I think anyone. someone said he actually had that, yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it's just, I couldn't explain it any better. It's like just yeah, he has like complete creative control so we have this, this stupid subplot on, on Casino Planet which doesn't make any sense at all and in the end they they are saving those racing animals thank god and then they are being for some reason again captured by the first order uh, by, this, by this Cap Phasma figure which again she's is, 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 is just in the movie for like three minutes I believe full screen time Yeah, and at the same time that's where everything is juxtaposed Kylo brings Rey to Snoke uh, pretty much the same time and we have this obvious reference to episode 5 which is also very very interesting with the Emperor it's like this obvious connection and that's where we have the that's where all the events come together and that's when we have this scene you were talking about with purple hair lesbian bookstore owner lady
1: yeah but be- before that there's yes, one yes, thing yes. this whole subplot about um uh, mm. the casino planet they didn't actually need that right no because no, they no. they went there to get <laughs> something from this guy they yeah. actually made or needed to do something so he get him but in the end they didn't need either him or what he can do yes if I remember this correct yes so because I was remembered when I saw or I am remembered when I sat in the cinema and this whole plot was like finished. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Why did I watch these last twenty minutes? What, what did this really do?
0: Yeah, and
1: what well, Why take, did this happen at all?
0: At least we have some." Like, and I
1: still cannot put my finger why it's even in the movie.
0: Well, I can tell you because it's like a meta commentary on capitalism. And uh, it's like, it's oh yeah, you're right. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. They <laughs> somehow needed to get that in there. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you're right. It makes sense. No my god, yeah anyways we have this but uh, anyway yeah, yeah then we get the great scene with the purple-haired bookstore woman woman sorry i assumed gender i don't know um, yeah
0: <laughs> and you assumed I mean, her yeah. sexuality as well so that's like double, also, double sin it. over there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she has this she has this plan to evacuate the remaining members of the resistance with those small transport vessels and uh, actually that's the that's the point where Poe leads a mutiny because he believes her plan is cowardly and all this stuff. But then Leia wakes up from the coma and stuns Poe with a blaster and then we're proceeding with the evacuation. And Holdo, uh, I mean purple Hair lesbian bookstore owner, remains aboard the ship. And at the same time, before she does this infamous lightspeed jump move, we have... We have the throne room scene, which is also, you, 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 you teased it earlier with the, um you
1: know...
0: Yeah. Uh, what happened there? What's, like, your take on that? Because that 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 was, like, the mother of all subverted expectations there.
1: Um, like the, the yeah, lightsaber move, uh, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean... Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, Again, this the same thing. Uh, just, yeah, call it of expectations or mm. just unpredictable or just really bad storytelling. I don't know what you want to call it. Oh, no, sure. But in this case, they just again wrote themselves into a corner that they had this Snoke guy who mm. was super powerful and like the ominous bad leader. But somehow he had to die. Yeah. And their own way to do this was really through a... It wasn't even really a mindset trick, was it? It was just Well, yeah, yeah exact. Yeah, please tell me how again he he died because I think uh, you, you I well, remember. It wrong. You, well, the
0: thing is, Snoke like literally a few seconds ago says that I can read his every thought, you know. Yes. It's like that's like so sweet. I mean th- don't make him say that while 10 seconds later we are being shown something completely different. So Snoke is having this really cliche villainous monologue where he says, "Well, I can, I can, I can see the future," basically. You know, not like quoting him because I don't know. And then we have like, uh, and then Snoke says, "I can already see him turning the lightsaber and striking down his true enemy." I believe. And in that moment, we are seeing that his eyes are lightening up. He's like, "Oh my God, I'm being this. I'm being, uh, you know." penetrated with the the lightsaber yeah yeah yeah
1: uh yeah cool moment very nice very shocking just doesn't make sense (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah and yeah not only does this super cool villain die like a bitch it's also yeah as you said not only did he say that he can read anything in his mind seconds ago and then he actually can't Mm. so either he's lying or he's stupid both doesn't fit his character in this in this scene exactly and even even if it's the case then why do you tell us that before this is again where i am confused that nobody like watched the movie when it was finished or even Mm -hmm. the script i don't know and thought hold on a second this makes no sense yeah (laughs) rewrite that (laughs) (laughs) nobody nobody saw that it's just how how
0: yeah, also what's what what's what's there I mean I mean' I'm, I'm, I've been watching it and I was like oh my god it's so crazy and they're like killing him off and I was like in the first in the first second I was like wow they were like actually daring to do this and a few minutes later I was like okay what are they going to do for another one and a half movies now yes. killing off the main bad guy what, what exactly is there still which leads us inevitably to to the throne room scene which which teases uh, a cool character, w- w- which could be a cool direction if Ray and Kylo would actually team up. Because they have this cool scene where, uh, where they are both fighting those guards, yes. which doesn't make sense at all. Because why the fuck? Uh, who are those guards still protecting? If, if Snoke, but yes. like well, anyways, uh, yeah, it's a cool scene which uh, eventually, uh, which kind of like teases that those two could work together. Which would be a nice direction and i would actually give props to disney for for turning yes. their main uh, protagonist into a bad guy wouldn't that be a, such a nice idea
1: i would have loved that mm-hmm. actually and when i saw them fighting these guards i was thinking about this yeah i was thinking yeah the, the, that's a cool direction i like this i like mm-hmm. this finally we're getting into some some cool waters here yeah. but then i was again uh, yeah my expectations were subverted mm-hmm. but in a bad way Yeah, we have the scene
0: where uh, they they, they fight those guards and they do pretty much like a teamwork like as if they never done anything else and then Ray hopes for some reason i don't know why that kylo abandons the dark side but he instead asks her to join him and to rule the galaxy with him Uh, she again refuses we don't really know why any one of those two have this uh kind of motivation but what what i would love for the movie to be because the movie obviously is way too long. Just talking about the casino subplot. What I would love the movie yes. to be is Kylo holds out his hand and says, come join me. And we see like a last image of Ray or she's like struggling with the decision. And then I was just like, okay, roll credits now. That'd be a, that'd be a yeah. pretty good thing. And they're like, Oh my God, what's going to happen in the last episode? That would make narratively, I believe a little bit more sense but some trouble is happening instead
1: some, instead yeah some big some big great happening.
0: Scene. yeah then the infamous purple hair lesbian lightspeed bookstore owner <laughs> scene <laughs> <happens now laughs> my head.
1: name uh, keeps getting longer i like it
0: well um purple hair sacrifices herself by slicing through snoke's flagship crippling the first order fleet and this affects like every subplot ray escapes the destruction and also finn and rose are being uh, freed by that you were you were saying that if you have a shared universe a few minutes ago that the rules have to be coherent i think that's 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 the best example isn't it
1: yes this one was really what struck me completely weird apart from the cool effect with the sound but after this was over and i realized what she did there i was like hold on a second if this works in this universe why the hell has nobody done this before Mm -hmm. i mean you wouldn't even need like a huge ship like she has just make a small ship like for example the millennium Falcon or something in in huge numbers and hyperspace it at your enemies Mm -hmm. boom finished yeah solved so i was like if that truly works Why has nobody done that before? Is really the lesbian bookstore owner this clever person who (laughs) has figured this out? Or is this just not a thing at all? And they just didn't know what to do there.
2: Absolutely.
1: And it was not just that. This doesn't make sense because I think it was in episode seven when they actually hyperspaced uh, directly onto Mm. the planet, pretty much right in front of the Starkiller base, I think. So can it slice through planets as well? Or does this not happen and yeah why at what like place does it stop does it stop after five ships or ten ships and how does this all work and in general it just made no sense because the hyperspace is just designed differently in star wars now obviously this is fiction right yeah but of just be-
0: yeah but just because it's fiction doesn't mean it has rules you know
1: exactly yeah right this is my point. and. Yeah yeah but it wasn't ryan johnson's point throughout the whole movie Uh, he just didn't care about these rules at all he just made his own and they are not good though um as you can tell because this scene was stupid in many ways Mm. building up to it was stupid because why did nobody or why was nobody allowed to know this plan other than the lesbian bookstore (laughs) herself (laughs) and even then, it just makes no sense at all because if that really is a possibility, then uh, sh- like the the enemy, the enemy or the bad guys' ships should never like fly in this formation. They should be in huge distances so they cannot actually be hit by hyperspacing ships.
0: Yeah, this just fucks up yeah, with the whole universe. That's that's so completely. Damaging. Yeah. Also, I really like yeah, it. Yeah, if you're
1: being honest about yeah. it, the whole Star Wars universe, especially in the universe, in, in space where they fly around, makes no sense anymore. Because, yeah, yeah, if that is possible, why has nobody ever done it? And if it wasn't, you're not telling me this lady figured it out finally yeah. and nobody else did. That's just bullshit.
0: I mean, I'm, uh, I'm actually glad that we don't have... We, we wouldn't have the time to even talk, even start with episode nine. I'm glad we are almost at the end. But uh, in case, yeah. in case, in case uh, you, you told me that you have seen snippets from Episode 9. So there's like this one, scene did, yes. in, there's this one scene in Episode 9 where they, you know, again, we have a threat and we have an enemy and we have to beat them. That's like the, the go-to roadmap for every Star Wars movie, right? So uh, we have this, we have this um, situation and then someone's like, "Hey, why don't we do like a maneuver with the light speed stuff? And then someone else is like, well, it's like one in a million. That's just so interesting that a uh, purple-haired lesbian bookstore owner lady just oh, yes. had this plan, but it was like one in a million. I mean, obviously, it's like a retcon, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, whatever you are trying to say, whatever you are trying to justify, it just doesn't make sense.
1: Okay. Exactly. Obviously, she has the one in a million chance and makes it happen. I mean, mm. of course. Who else would?
0: Well, I believe maybe a bluer, blue-haired lesbian bookstore owner. Yeah, maybe. Know, M- right. Maybe you're right. That could be <laughs> a thing. So, anyways, uh, yeah, this is like where where the movie finally, finally ends. We have like one big standoff at the end. Everyone is meeting on a uh, salt planet, which is which looks uh, which looks a little bit like Hoth, but I wouldn't I wouldn't ever say that they are copying something. So it's like uh, yeah, it's, salt, it's it's salt planet, uh, and there the first order arrives and everyone is gathering there again. We have like Finn and Rose are there again, and uh, yeah, they, they they are trying to hide in some behind some big wall, which really reminded me a little bit of uh, the two towers from Lord of the Rings. We have like this Helms Club yeah. situation. It's like yeah, anyways, and uh, yeah. Both Finn and Rose and some other idiots are uh, jumping into those obsolete speeders like uh yeah, it was really like a junk and they're yeah, tra- yeah and, and 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 you remember probably the scene where Finn is trying to do, to go on the suicide mission because they're having this huge laser which is probably gonna destroy the only wall yes. the, 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 for some reason that's also the the only that's that's left what that's le- that's what's left of the resistance, and everything else is just everyone else is just gone, for some reason. And they have this huge laser which uh, is supposed to damage this wall, and then Finn is like, okay, I'm gonna go on a suicide mission, and uh, and then something something interesting happens,
1: doesn't it? You you call it interesting? I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interestingly stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah
0: anyway yeah, of this, uh, this scene where it's like uh, going straight into the laser and then suddenly Rose uh, yeah, just basically decides for him and yeah well, I would call it like part of the agenda as well yeah
1: yes again because I mean I think it's again very obvious that he cannot make his own decisions right and this mm-hmm. is quite stupid and um Yeah, she has to make the decision for him to save him, even though actually his sacrifice would have been quite heroic. And she's actually taking that from him, which I found to be quite rude in a way. And not only rude, but it also puts the whole resistance at death just to save one person, which is, again, a female thing because they're rooted in empathy, right? But if you think about it rationally... It would have made a lot of sense for Finn to do this and oh, yeah. to let him do it. But yeah, again, obviously there had to be the woman jump in to this whole thing and interfere.
0: I mean, ironically, if, if it would make sense, you know, if she's like, well, what are you doing? There? What kind of stupid stuff are you doing when she, if she would be like actually saving him from a stupidity, I'd be like, Well, okay but the, the 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 greatest fuck up probably in cinematic history happens after that when when uh, when rose almost dies from saving him and then finn yeah. goes goes up to her and say well why did you do that and she's like <laughs> she's like the stupidest shit i've ever seen in history she's yeah. like she's like saying it yeah, f- not we shouldn't fight what we hate uh, we should save what we love, and like three seconds later, the laser bursts into the wall. <laughs> it like destroys resistance. And it's such a beautiful image, and in that moment, they are actually even kissing. I mean, speaking of bad romance, that uh, that's like a prime example. Oh, is... I
1: forgot they actually kissed. like she, 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 you could even argue
0: she's like a, raping her him a little bit, you know? Just
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it makes a lot of sense when all your friends just die and uh, you failed your only mission. Let's just have a kiss right there. Uh, oh
0: my god! I mean, the scene would be stupid enough, but that just yeah, that's just the uh, that's just the icing on the cake, definitely. But that isn't even the stupidest thing I would say because after that, uh, of course, the resistance is uh, close to zero, and the first order penetrates the. the the gate, until it opens up. And then, out of nowhere, Luke appears uh, in a pretty cool moment, yeah. Everything is at stake, uh, no chance, and then a hero appears. Yeah, cool storytelling, just doesn't make sense. Uh, he He confronts the First Order, and he allows the surviving resistance to escape because he, yeah, provocatively makes Kylo to jump out of this... His ship, and it comes down to to the ground to have a one on one with Luke, I guess, so uh, like a four lightsaber duel, and and that's uh, that that was the moment when I completely lost it. Like that was so uh, like this like this whole projection thing that that he was actually projecting his image through the force, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, another storytelling (laughs) cop-out, in my opinion, and another rule-breaching, if you want to call it, or another new idea, whatever, that really just only was necessary because your writing is so bad. Mm. Because if he had written this whole scene differently or this whole story differently, then you wouldn't need that at all. And if like, Luke wouldn't be a, a homeless man on an island, then he could just be with the resistance which would mm. make a lot more sense right but yeah anyway yeah I mean, but yeah. then obviously he couldn't like resist this whole these blasts blasting shots from these huge things because that's not human right <clears throat> yeah, so but... the, he had to use this pro- projection there
0: mm. but anyways he, he nevertheless dies after that which is, like oh. again, which is like again, which is which is like against such a stupid like, like why 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 did you like project you yeah I mean the whole point point in projecting your image instead of your actual physical self is to I don't know like to pro- like to protect yourself right I mean if I'm just sending an image out of myself to someone uh, it means I cannot really be penetrated but the whole point of this whole thing was like for for nothing so <laughs> like stupid yeah
1: yeah this is exactly he was doing this and in the end it didn't make sense at all pretty mm-hmm. much like the subplot on the casino planet and yeah the yeah. kamikaze mission and pretty much all of the movie
0: it was <laughs> it all started with a your mama joke man look where look where we are yeah i mean i i would say i would i could probably forgive the movie if if luke wouldn't die at the end you know it's like okay i can still see where the story could be possibly go in episode nine but then having luke died as well i was like okay what the hell is happening now and then in the last in the last scene we have the resistance escape on the falcon uh, the resistance consists of like 15 people maybe 10 15 people and uh yeah. and leia tells ray that the resistance can can rise again bam uh, that's the end oh no we we still got the the broom boy stick scene at the end
1: the broom boy yeah, yeah. And,
0: yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that's what we actually needed I mean not as if the movie was ending stupidly enough we still get like this stuff
1: <laughs> yeah I mean oh I don't even know what to, tell, to say about the broom boy but <laughs> yeah no I don't even want to talk about it <laughs> and, yeah, <it's, laughs>
0: I mean yeah, it's, it's just, it's just it, I think it's the last scene I need to get off my chest is that he kind of like retells the story of luke skywalker as as if it was just like a like a cool tale uh he has like this this action toy figure of luke skywalker right and he's telling this story where he was like just projecting himself and i was like who who got this story out you know yes who who told him that story it's like it's not like uh, you know the resistance is basically dead, which means we just have the first order and i don't i don't think a father would come home to his kid and say well something very strange happened today at uh at salt planet <laughs> no, like that's that's all yeah. the story that <laughs> it just doesn't make sense
1: and the youtube comments <laughs> but still i mean um the weird thing is even then Nobody knows that Luke actually died on the planet, right? Because he mm-hmm. was alone there, mm-hmm. or on that island, right. So how how can we actually know that he died there? Even though we know it's a projection. Yeah. But we, as a movie watcher, we know it. Yeah. But the story itself, nobody knows he's dead, right? Yeah. So this is another <laughs> weird thing for these people to tell the story.
0: It's just it's just like a, you don't want to go into the rabbit hole. And that's just nah. uh, so don't even don't even <laughs> start to, to 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 try to make sense out of this whole thing, yeah, it's just uh just doesn't make sense, so yeah that that was the plot of episode eight, and of course episode seven we like kind of broke it down. We made it, man, we made it and we did it yeah, so yeah. It, 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 it felt like work, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it felt Absolutely. like especially uh, concerning episode eight it felt like work to just like go through the whole plot and like trying to make sense to just read the plot i just, like imagine like, like watching the whole movie
1: yeah but this was important i think because the other movies we rewatched, we uh we talked about mm. we just went with whatever came to mind right yeah but it was very important for these movies that we actually went with the exact chronological order mm-hmm. just to show people that it still doesn't make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh,
1: and I mean, obviously all the agendas at play and the bad and weird things in there, but
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, kind of crazy.
0: I'm glad you, you haven't seen episode nine yet because we probably had to talk about this, but we are um, definitely out of time. We are already totally overdue. Ever half an hour uh yeah but we made it we were brave we were strong we 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 went to the end we survived the kiss even at the end from (laughs) rose (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah Uh, if you ever get to watch episode nine uh we might you, you might understand what i'm about to say right now because that's when we would probably need a whole stream on its own. <laughs> that's what this movie deserves.
1: Then yeah. I have to watch it for sure.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe for for Red Smoke episode twenty. Who knows about that? Yeah, maybe. All right. Okay, Alex, We don't. We, I. I'm afraid we don't have time, like for fancy uh, last words, for the audience. I think we said everything we wanted to say, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. I don't even have like fancy last words for that i Fe- think i said feeling kind most of, of what i think.
0: Feeling kind of empty right after after talking, after yeah, talking to <laughs>
1: yeah yeah that's that's really how these movies left me after yeah, seeing yeah. them huh. there's really nothing in them which made them birth to be honest I think it's it, kind of harsh yeah. that's how i felt about it
0: so, yeah it's it's appropriate to to say ironic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. it's a trap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay okay no no i think i think i think the the price goes to you the the meme wars price I that, you uh, think uh, but, <laughs> but just wait for the episode nine stream that's gonna be great all right okay, okay uh, everybody uh who's been listening thank you so much for listening uh is gonna be back on uh, thursday with a with a very special episode We're gonna be stay updated over twitter might be surprised who will be joining us oh, yes on thursday we are teasing you more on our twitter channels and uh, yeah alex i believe that was it for today right
1: yeah i think so it was oh, great perfect yeah it was and great. see you guys great. again
0: absolutely see you on thursday goodbye everybody